following program is a proud member of the Palava family of podcasts. Check out all the shows over at palava.com. That's P-A-L-A-V-I dot com. Well, the, the, the Germans came to us and they said, look, we don't have a sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> is it true? But we understand you do. Will you come to Germany and write a comedy show for us? And they said, we'll take you on a writing recce. And nobody's ever heard of a writing recce. You know, it was like 10 days holiday in Bavaria. So we said, sure, we'll go. And we went to the airport and we flew to Munich. And they met us at the airport with huge steins of beer. And we were going there to write sketches for Germany to do comedy sketches. And they took us from the airport straight to Dachau. (laughs) <laughs> this is a true story and as we tried to get to Dachau everybody kept denying they knew where it was oh, me, we'd no. stop and say where's the camp and he said right. what camp you what know camp? you've not heard of this and finally we got there and it was just closing and we, as we drove up they said no you cannot come in and Graham said tell them we're Jewish <laughs> God bless him, and they let us in. <laughs> I'm tired of being thankful for scraps. Still, they want us to love them anyway. One day, somebody's going to have to make a stand. One day, somebody's going to have to say, enough. You get your ass to work and save my country from these cock-sucking Republicans. shots and bells that uh, we were going to be secure and we were going to be free. Too little, too late, too obvious. Madam, you are a clear and present danger to the safety and security of this nation. When it comes to bullshit, big time, major league bullshit, you have to stand in awe. In awe of the all-time champion of false promises and exaggerated claims, religion. No contest. No Reveal to us God's will that we may blindly obey. Free us from thought and responsibility. We shall read things off you. Then do them. Your words guide us. We're dumb. If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Try and work together. You serious? I just, I just told you that a moment ago. I'm going to have to pee in a little while. That's my second one of these in an hour. Okay, so we'll just keep an eye on the clock, even though I started the show already. We'll just yeah, keep no, that we'll keep conversation an eye on the clock going, and we will take breaks based on my bladder. And <laughs> great, go. welcome to episode one fifty eight. Are you serious? Ah, uh, okay. So, I know exactly what I want to start the show with. Really? This week. I saw a movie though. No, no, no. Okay. Shut up. All right. <laughs> I just have to see where I put it up here. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. This is great radio. Yeah, I should have had it ready, but I didn't. So yeah, tough. That's what she absolutely said. Absolutely tough. It's not that one. Nope, not that one. No. Wait, what was that? This. This is what I wanted to start with. Oh, did someone did someone mix it up? Oh yeah. Ooh, it looks like that was lightning outside, or is that someone just electrocuting somebody else? I have no idea. Okay, we'll watch. I've heard that uh, you occasionally, like all of us, you get frustrated, you get angry about something that's happened to you, either at work or in your private life, and you like to vent it through songwriting, is that right? With all the stuff that's been going on with Batman, the, the paparazzi thing. Ooh, so, really so I actually wrote a rap song. Really loud. It's in a style of Lil Wayne. 
Okay. Yo, I'm a paparazzi. I don't play no Yahtzee. I go pop, 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 pop. My camera's up your crotch. See, I tell the truth from what I see and sell it to Perez Hilti. Don't call me scuzzy, making money. That's my job, select photography. What? Hell no, I'm not needy. I'm legit, not paparazzi. Don't act so hotsy totsy, bitch. I know that you from Jersey. Pop, pop, pop. I'd like to see some other people handle it. What's that? I'd like to see other people get a hold of that and do something with it. Yeah, that was pretty good. That was pretty. Uh, that was kind of fun. My favorite line is that "Don't act so hotsy totsy." <laughs> I know that you're from Jersey. Yeah, that was. I like that. that. That's funny. pretty funny. Uh so what'd you see? I saw horrible bosses. Okay, I, fucking awesome. I, I laughed. Well, you know what? Hold on, hold on. We'll just tell people we're gonna be. It's gonna be a mix this week of entertainment and and stuff. Because I'm, I'm honestly, do yeah. we really need another Rick Perry show? No, he is showing up this week though. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, horrible bosses. Very funny. Really, really, hmm. really. I liked it better than Hangover. Both of them. No, okay. No. I at one point I I spit out a mouthful of soda laughing so hard. Hmm. It was really, really funny. And that movie has Jennifer Aniston in it? Yeah, and she's actually pretty funny. And I'm not a big Jennifer Aniston fan. I don't get the appeal. No, I like one, her in the off, in Office Space, and that's about it. She looked pretty sexy, yeah. and she was funny. Yeah, but did they, did they have her face funny. on camera? Yeah. That's the weird I don't get yeah, it then. She's kinda weird. But um no, but it was it was really, really I really enjoyed it. I huh. cannot wait to see it again. All right. I'm taking Cole tomorrow's Cole's birthday. So happy uh, birthday, Cole. Uh for you know somewhere down the line when you might listen to some of this stuff. It's possible. Um, it is. So um <laughs> yeah, his birth Cole turns nine wow. tomorrow. I know, huh? Yeah. It just fucking flies by. Yeah. But anyway, he is um, the shit. And uh, a bunch of his friends and I are going to see uh, Rise of Planet of the Apes tomorrow. Oh, not Very Conan. Very excited about that. What? Not Conan? No, 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 no. No, right. no. no. Planet of the He's very excited about it. Uh, about <laughs> It'll be the second or third time he's seen it. Just a second. Oh, okay. So, okay. And um, yeah, we bought him a basketball hoop. Nice. And... Um, for the yard so that was uh so that that's kind of cool yeah so really excited about tomorrow and then um you know they're just gonna play some video games you know right, a little right. bit of pizza. buy some Def Leppard t-shirts yeah exactly yeah. they're um yeah my that's sister really random reference right my there. sister sent him um these like nerf target sort of velcro okay. targets so he's been running around and julie's like i don't like these things i don't like these things i'm like he's fucking nine yeah. okay he's supposed to this is okay it's okay. What, because it's a gun? Yeah, she's not big on the guns. It's like, you know what? I ran around my whole fucking neighborhood blowing people's heads off. Okay? It's weird and I'm that, pretty well It's adjusted. weird that you bring that up, because Ellen and I were talking about that today. Because um, my girls love Thundercats, the new Thundercats. They'll actually watch the, the, the old ones, too. Oh, yeah? Yeah. 
Um, and we had a Jar Jar moment where they actually like the old Snarf, but they're three years old. Okay. So that's okay. It's kind of like Elmo. Jar Jar sucks. Anyway. So um, they pretend they have Lion-O's sword. And I'm like, you know what? I don't see a problem because if you keep it away... That's all they're going to want. But the thing is, though, like, she's cool with, like, swords and lightsabers and stuff like that. But the gun thing. And I told Cole, I'm just like, yeah, yeah, don't shoot at your sister's head. And um, the well, little yeah. set that, that my sister sent him came with, like, these cool kind of, you know, protective goggles. Protective yeah. goggle things. And, okay. And he's putting those on and, and stuff like that. Good. And, and actually, at one point, I, um, I kind of grabbed one and I was, you know, pretending to shoot him. He's just like, Dad, I don't have the goggles on. Good. You know, Good. I'm just like, that's okay. I'm going to shoot you in the belly. And I shot him in the belly. <laughs> So, um, but she's just, you know, a hippie. I was never, I was never one for, you know, even from the beginning, it's like, you know what? They, they, there's guns in Star Wars. There's, there's one of the characters in Thundercats uses a gun. They understand, they know what guns are. They know what bombs are. They know what missiles are. But it's like, you're going to draw the line at a sword, but. Exactly. I don't. It doesn't make sense to me. I don't know. Maybe somebody can write in and give us their interpretation of that. I don't, there's guns in the real world. Yeah. Especially, you know, like like Grievous's blaster is something you can buy in the store, and it just makes noise, and it's a huge fake looking gun that's like white and orange. Right. So, well, it's, it's funny because like Cole, you know, because we'll you know we'll play Star Wars and run right. around with lightsabers and stuff like that. Yeah. And he is constantly cutting off my head. Now, uh-huh. to me, that's a little bit more fucked up than him running around with a play gun, going bang, bang, bang. Exactly. Yeah. Because with a gun, you can at least stun the person. Exactly. You can wound him. Yep. You know, otherwise, a big broadsword, you're going to cut my couple shots in the one knee, day. one in the gut, exactly. you'll live for a week. Exactly. <laughs> Miserable. <laughs> I am now. So, um, anyway, so we're going to go see that. Yeah. Um, I, watched, I watched a movie. What'd you say? I watched Transformers 3 because I watched the other we two. Actually, we actually saw that again last week. Again? Yeah, I've seen I that movie. So I've sorry. seen that movie twice now. I, the last 45 minutes of that movie is just noise and explosions. And I, I, I don't mind the first one. I really don't. Yeah. I think it was, it was a misguided attempt to really make something good. Um, the second one just totally... Oh, off the rails yeah is he making like armageddon 2 or is he making a movie for families i'm not really sure because this one starts the first human that you see that spike's new girlfriend there it's like an upskirt shot of her underwear walking up the stairs yeah but it's a kid's movie i know that's that's oh yeah it's definitely i mean it's pg-13 yeah so but it's 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 a toy it's based off a toy right Granted, there was a RoboCop cartoon and toys for that, but still, I think there was a cartoon, wasn't there? There were toys. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. The movie was just, it was dumb nine ways to Sunday. It was, A, it was too long. Oh, absolutely. B, it, when you really think about the story. Which I did. There is, there is absolutely no reason for for Shia Shia LaBeouf's character. Well, there's no reason for any of this shit to happen. You're going to tell me that the Ark crashed on the moon and the fucking autobots don't know about it right that there's there's all these things for the space bridge and you're just gonna fuck that up from the show space bridge is gonna bring cybertron a third of a planet basically looks like the size of fucking jupiter within what do you think a hundred thousand miles of earth oh it was pretty fucking close and it doesn't 
rip our planet in half. Exactly. Um, Megatron is disguised with a hood in the fucking Serengeti. Yeah. Well, that's to show his isolation. It's all. What? Yeah, I know. know, The only thing I can understand, I could even come close to is he's wearing that because half of his head is missing yeah. so he, he's exposed shockwave who should have been like a contender for biggest badass villain ever put on screen showed up twice was that the big snaky thing no that was the robot that came out of the snaky thing oh, okay one one of his big achievements in the movie was walking down the fucking street and getting getting his his eyeball ripped out and his ass handed to him by Prime. Now, why did the Autobots leave the planet? Oh wait, I know. So the Decepticons could slaughter thousands of humans. Yeah, they actually let Decepticons kill people. Yeah, like you can see them walking around yeah. shooting people, yeah. and they disintegrate. Poof, poof, poof. What the fuck? Yeah, I mean seriously, what the fuck? Oh, I think that if you think for. Well, we've been on for like 10 minutes now. Yeah. And um, if you think longer than, you know, 35 or 40 seconds about the plot and the story, then you're just going to frustrate the hell out of yourself. It's one of the... But I was watching it and I'm like... It's the pure definition of a summer fucking noise No, it's not. This is... Because it doesn't have to mean anything. It doesn't have to be... It's a clusterfuck. It was loud. I liked it. It was loud. I thought the shit in the building was kind of fun. And it was cool too to long. Watch. That was way oh, the whole too movie long. was too long. This was, this was like, it had as much plot as watching a building be imploded. <laughs> really, there was nothing. Like Prime has the trailer, and the trailer opens up, and it's this fucking Iron Man ring of weapons, right? And he grabs a sword and a shield or something out of it. It's like you have alien technology and you're going to beat people up with a fucking sword. You are a galaxy spanning transforming sentient robot and you're going to use a sword again. Yeah. Well, that's what kills me about it. It's just like prime is the most boring of them all. Well, yeah, because he's the John Wayne. I mean, that's, that's how he always came across. He's the silent, you know, Easy going kind See, I think of part of it, him off. I think part of it, like me, I didn't watch the cartoons. I was oh, never I, did. I was never a big fan of the toys. So I am mm. not uh, I can't look and go, I can't believe they did this to this. No, it's when not I even just, it's not even when that. I just look at it and go, Oh, there's a lot of cool shit blowing up and the chick's kinda hot until you look at her mouth. So I uh, the the thing that, that really gets me is all the Decepticons look the fucking same. You have Shockwave, Soundwave, Laserbeak, Megatron, and Starscream. So a jet, a giant truck. Uh, Soundwave didn't even transform into anything, but he looked like he was a fucking car. Laserbeak could transform into anything, which I actually liked. That was kind of neat. Except I don't know why he needed a gigantic long neck. That was a little phallic. And um, Shockwave didn't transform into shit. Now, there are probably, at this point, a hundred other like Decepticons they could have chosen from. But they make them all look the same. They all have four red eyes. They all have jaggedy, sharp teeth. It's, it's like, I don't know. It's, it's like 
they when when they're built or made or hatched yeah. or however they fucking make them, it's like, oh, he's all sharp and pointy, Slytherin. He's yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And if you if you have nice round edges and you're colorful, you're Hufflepuff. Gryffindor. Yeah, it's like <laughs> no Hufflepuff. You kidding me? Hufflepuff's a bunch of stoners. Let's be honest <laughs> about that. Now. So Bumblebee. Yeah, exactly. Bumblebee yeah, pretty much. But um, one of the things that I liked about this one better than the other two was that at least during the battles yeah i at least knew what the fuck was going on because i think <laughs> nothing big well no you know at least you could tell who no, was he, fighting who and he, who was kind of winning who was getting hit where i mean you know why Michael, well because he had to shoot this in 3d yeah, so we had to pull back so we had to yeah. pull back a little bit so that made it yeah. a little bit more i mean a little i guess less annoying for me i yeah. mean i saw it yeah. the first time i saw it i saw it in 3d okay and it was pretty good yeah you know but like i said like i went in there you know i'm not going in there with any expectations whatsoever i'm going in there to watch yeah. a michael bay movie which you is know pretty what? much but you know what which is pretty much a two and a half hour version of his fucking verizon commercial but what else what else blows what else, shit up what other movies has he directed like just name some off that that he's that he's done armageddon there's like, there's there's a story there there's something. There's a giant asteroid coming, and we got to blow it up. And look, we got a bunch of fuckwits to do it. So here we go. At least there's more there. And honestly, Armageddon is more believable than Shia yeah, LaBeouf is, though, moping around but, about I how mean, he used to save the world. Transformers in general. Yeah. Okay. How much depth is there? Honestly, it's a you could toy. That spawned a cartoon slash you know twenty two minute commercial. Yeah. Interspersed with commercials for but you the could, toy you could pull like like why why weren't those snake things part of like unicron from the giant you know i don't know what the fuck he unicron was is. he was a planet that transformed into a robot that he that's ate the dumbest fucking thing i've ever heard really yeah no no the dumbest thing you ever heard was the movie you watched Seriously. Well, that's, that's the thing. See, I have no like. I can't go. I I can't watch this and go. Oh well, they could have done this and they could have done. But this, they could have put a fucking done. coherent story in there. Why did they have wingsuits? Those. F- Why are robots that can transform into fucking airplanes riding in spaceships? You don't get me though. No, you don't. like seriously. The same reason that Colonel Gaddafi is not yet a general. Because <laughs> everybody's idiots. <laughs> Well, no, the, thing, the the squirrel thing, A, looked pretty badass in 3D. Watching that in 3D looked uh, pretty I'm fucking I'm sure cool. it did. But what got me about that was they didn't, it really didn't give them any sort of tactical advantage. It put them on the ground pretty much where, you know, Mutt was. Yeah. Okay? It's just like, oh, hey, you guys, I mean, yeah, that's cool. But now all it did was run the risk that you're going to get a whole bunch of fucking eight-year-olds putting themselves into <laughs> trash bags and jumping off their garages. <laughs> It just, it was filled with shit that just didn't need to be there. Like Avatar. Yeah. I did like the uh, the Ferrari. Why he needed a Mexican accent, I'm not really sure. Sorry, Spanish Maybe accent. It was supposed to be Italian. I'm not really sure. Sounded Spanish to me. Mm. I'm just saying. I Honestly, it, I, I stopped paying it. There was one cool thing. Honestly, one cool thing in that whole movie. The silver car. I don't even know what kind of fucking car it is. Oh, the one that she owned? The one that she drew. No, not in? no, not the no, the Autobot one. Oh, okay. In the second movie, that was the only thing I liked too. It moved like 
like an ice skater because it had wheels for feet. Oh, that one, yeah. When that was when cool. when the car's skating down the road backwards, firing at the stuff in front of it. Yeah, that was that was that looked kind of nice. Although I did like the effect, and this was kind of cool because I didn't even watch it the second time I watched it. I watched Cole watch yeah. it okay. when Bumblebee's tooling down and they're fighting oh. those big black suburbans, and yeah. Shia LaBeouf gets thrown through the air. Right. Okay. It's kind of neat. Fucking, it was. Yeah. I thought it was very, very clever when yeah. I saw it. And it was I just pretty wish, sweet in 3D. I just wish but they to had to watch the fucking face of a nine-year-old boy. <laughs> see that? Yeah. Just to see him like, oh, you can't see my face, folks. Yeah. But the wonderment on his face was like the nine-year-old version of, that is the coolest fucking thing in the world. I just wish they hadn't shown it in the TV commercials. Yeah, I didn't then catch it, it would have. I don't watch TV commercials. Yeah. Well. When you watch shit live, you can't help but have commercials. Yeah, I don't do so. that. I don't know. Hey, you know who is in if horrible- you If you had to grade horrible bosses, let's grade the movies All with, right. with a letter grade. What would you grade horrible bosses? B plus. Okay. Yeah, I would give- solid B plus. Uh, Julie Bowen's in it, too. Why do I know that name? Modern Family. She's in it, and she looks fucking She's hot. the mom? She's the mom. Uh, she is smoking. Huh. Interesting. I, I would give Transformers a D. I'd give Tran. I'd see. I'd give it like a C. No, no. I'd give. You it know a what C. it is. You know, it's a one D. of those Transformers. Yeah. Is one of those things where, like, if like when I'm in my room and I'm like getting dressed or something like that. Yeah. Typically, if I'm not in a big rush, I'll just take all my clothes, I'll throw them on the couch on the other side of the room, and I'll turn on the TV. Yeah. And I'll take my fucking time. Right. right. All right. This is one of those movies that I'll be like. I'll just leave this on and I'll get dressed. You know, this movie should be solidly in my wheelhouse of go-to movies. I will never watch it again. I have never watched two since I saw it. The time I screened it and the time I watched it one more time to make sure it was as shitty as I thought it was. The second one, I don't even they went really... To, they went to Egypt. They actually walked yeah. out of the back of the Smithsonian Institute, the air and space section, yeah. into a fucking desert. Right out the back of the building into a fucking desert in the middle of D.C. That's what's back there? Yeah, apparently. That's why they won't let me back there. Yeah. Yeah. It's a gateway why to, they won't let cats to another there. part of the country. Wow. The deserts in oh. Washington, D.C. So I got a text today from a listener who may or may not be Reverend Scott. And um, he asked if we had ever done a commentary episode. What do you mean? Uh, where we play the movie and we talk over it. No, we you know, haven't. like we always used like, to. Well, no, like we did with um, when I've been on outside the cinema. Right. He asked if we've ever done a Star Wars one. I'm like, no, we have not. We have not. I'd be willing to do that, but we have to just. Can I beat it up a little bit? It depends what we're watching. I mean, I would start. I would want to start with a New Hope. Well, yeah, you have to. That's the first one. Yeah. So I think for. In in celebration of the Blu-ray releases, because I think there's going to be some changes <laughs> like in there. We need that, a reason. I think there's going to be some some changes in there that are going to surprise people, like real like shit nobody's talking about yet. I just have a feeling. I'll tell you what: if he changes what I want him to change, I will buy a Blu-ray player and the Blu-ray set. You may have to. If he changes it, Lucas has been spotted, and I have pictures on the uh, bookmarked on a page. He's, got the he's shirt. wearing a Han Shop first shirt. Yeah. He's changed Yoda in episode one. To look better? He's the CG model from two and three. Okay, that's good. Perfect. That's worth it. You remember the end of uh, Return of the Jedi 
Luke picks up his lightsaber, swings at the Emperor. Oh, Vader they fuck blocks over. It. What's his name? Sebastian Cole. Is that his name? No, no, no. Hold on. Uh, remember when the lightsabers clash in front of the Emperor's face and he's laughing? Yeah. And one's pink and one's green. Yeah. There's no white core. It right. looks like it looks like Luke is stopping Vader's lightsaber. Yeah. That shit's fixed. Oh, that's good. All the lightsabers have been fixed. Um, that's you get the full image from the prequels that you didn't get before. Um, and there's other tweaks here and there. Sound, specifically the sound, there's a part when Luke dives in on the Death Star and it's the big triumphant, like trumpets, like the dun dun, yeah. and, and, and it, it's like, okay, this is where Luke really comes into his own and becomes the character he's going to be in Empire. Um, for the DVD releases, the mix was wrong and it was all engine noise and it yeah. was really, really faint beneath it. Um, they fixed that. They turned it around, oh, that's cool. uh, which is, which is perfect. And Matthew Wood, the guy that does the voice of general Grievous and the battle droids, he's the sound engineer for Lucasfilm. Um, he said, yeah, I read the blogs. We all read the blogs. So they know what's bothering people. Yeah. And I honestly think either it will be included as a deleted scene or it will be in the movie itself and they'll restore Han shooting. First, I only. See. You know what I want to see? It's not. It's not so much Han shot first. He's the only one that shot. Yeah, that's it. I mean, it's not that big a fix. I heard that they, in order to get more continuity, and this is just a rumor, they may have CG Jabba's mouth a little bit to give it a little more articulation. Okay, I'd be okay with that. All right, with that. So I want to see Solo stand up and then just <laughs> pump like four more into Greedo's fucking head. That's how much I want him to <laughs> shoot first. I've been I've been reading stuff um, about the releases, and I was I was happy they were coming out on Blu-ray because it'll be the best looking version of all of them. And finally, you know, Phantom Menace is my least favorite, but I would like a good looking copy of it. So when we all sit down to watch them, you know, I'm not like cringing at how they look. Yeah. Um, but the more I read about what they're doing, the the happier I am, the more excited I am. And it sounds like the deleted scenes that like they teased online is like nothing even close to what is in the uh in the box set. So you were gonna say something that you wanted to see changed, I think. Um and I interrupted. No, that was what I was talking I was talking about solo. Yeah. That's what I, I think Lucas realizes, okay, maybe he made a mistake. And I I, 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 can, under, I can understand why he did. I just disagree with yeah. him. You know, he's trying to soften it. Right, right. I can but, understand he's trying to reach a, you know, younger audience. But, but, but Han doesn't soften until... Until Empire. No, like I, think, Empire, I think Han softened the moment the Falcon shows up over the Death Star. Yeah. That's, that's I think, there's a, there's a, a defining argument between him and chewy somewhere during the battle of yavin when they're off somewhere and chewy probably says oh that's a fan film right there like, yeah can you imagine that argument what the fuck you douchebag <laughs> just you can just have han and chewy from different movies and just subtitle it and you could just subtitle chewy no you know i you, know i know you, no you know <laughs> you, you you dub in you dub in um cameron's lines from ferris bueller's day off oh he's just gonna keep bothering me <laughs> i'll go 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 <laughs> and then he turns around that's fucking funny we just gave someone an idea but somebody I, make it i think i think that that's what happened is when han realized that that things are 
Yeah, but even no matter what, he, it affects him. But even before, I mean, before he takes off and he There's says goodbye a little to bit, well, yeah. he says goodbye to Luke, and yeah. then you know, and you know, Chewie gives him the whole well because he says, "May the force be with growl. you." No, but Chewie gives him the look like, "Really, dude? May the force be with you?" Fag. It'd be kind of like if, like if, <laughs> if somebody was going somewhere and I'm like, "All right, uh, um, go with God." Yeah, exactly. God that's that's you. the phrase that I was looking for. <laughs> My wife would look at me like. Who the fuck are you? That's the look that that I think Chewie yeah. gives. Like, what the? F- who? Oh, oh, oh! Now you're a big fucking force guy. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Huh? Fuck you, Han. Just because you're looking for that dude's sister's pussy. Yeah. Come on. They they you said fuck they, his sister. They said that there are, there are a lot of little changes that will make people happy. That's the that's the official word. And, and honestly, that is a little change in the grand scheme of of it. It's what are we looking at? Five, six frames out of an entire movie? What? The whole solo? Greedo pulling the trigger first? It's not that much. Yeah. It's maybe. And then, well, then you got to you gotta put fucking Han back. Don't Even if move. it's a second, it's 24 frames. Yeah. That's, that's nothing. That's a small change. So, hey. Yeah. There's, I guess there's little tweaks to like the Sarlacc pit, stuff like that. So. I will notice a lot of it. I wonder if in Jedi, <laughs> in Jedi, does Solo still grab Leia's tit? Yeah, and thing? and does Ula's boob pop out? Yeah, really? Oh yeah, yeah. But it's green, so it's okay because <laughs> she's covered in body paint, right? Yeah, you can you her bo- boob does pop out, doesn't it? It does right before. Uh, you know what I'm going to do? Right before gonna, she falls, I'm going to send that to uh, Kevin Smith because they do this thing on Hollywood Babylon, yeah, called shit that should not be, oh. and it's like little stuff. No, but that's okay. It's no, but it's it's <laughs> stuff in movies that yeah. you know got you know got missed, like Solo grabbing her boob. Oh, okay. And um, oh, there's another thing wherein. One of the Back to the Futures, there's some kid in the background, like, pointing to his dick. Oh, in Teen and, Wolf, the guy's got it, like, out yeah, in the crowd. And yeah. um, in um, oh, there's some fucking movie, a football movie, where the football player, I think it's, like, some that Goldie Hawn football movie that Woody Harrelson is in. Yeah, yeah. Where, like, it's clearly a black man running down the field. <laughs> clearly a black guy running down the field. You know, he gets tackled, he gets up, and he's Woody Harrelson. But that guy got hit really hard. Yeah, <laughs> he got hit so hard they knocked the black off of him. Hey, he was warned. But in Raiders of the Lost Ark, where Belloc is kind of looking up and the fly goes in his like he's talking, oh, the fly goes yeah, that's in his mouth. Weird, and it just like he doesn't even flinch. That's that's a good actor. That's hardcore, man. Yeah. That's just like yeah. Um. Oh, what's another one? Oh, Wait. they they point out them on the Marauders map in Harry Potter. Oh, I saw that just recently. Yeah, yeah the two couple people the four fucking. feet. Yeah. Um. Oh, there's another one. Oh, Planet of the Apes, which I saw because I've been watching that. Yeah. Um, there's this like extra and they're like throwing rocks at Charlton Heston. And there's just this, there's this one extra and she's just like very non-enthusiastically just throwing rocks like, I don't give a fuck. Whatever. <laughs> <sighs> so, you know what? He's fucking weird. It Have you is. ever seen the original Planet of the Apes? A while ago, but yeah, I did. I'm, I'm almost done with it. And it's just so like. Yeah, we're Cole because Cole wanted to see it. So we're while I was watching a little bit, a right. little bit of it, and he sort of you know comes in and he looks and um, Charlton has just sort of running around being chased by the apes like the gorilla the guys yeah. and stuff. Oh, okay. And yeah. um, and he sort of watched for a second. and goes, "Yeah, this looks boring." <laughs> he walks away. Well, it looks like a it looks like a theme park almost. Doesn't almost, it? The, yeah. The inside set. Yeah, it's funny. 
But you know, at the time, yeah, man, revolutionary. Sixty-eight, yeah, sixty-seven, sixty-eight. You know what? Changing a movie just, you know, how the Han thing rubs a lot of people the wrong way. It bothers me a lot. There was a change in a movie that really just, I could not get behind. No matter what, I just couldn't support. Uh, in ET. Oh, when they re-released it and the, the dudes the were shotguns turned to walkie-talkies. The walkie-talkies turned into, yeah. It's like, hey, great, you've up. removed all tension and all danger yeah. from, from the from the entire Yeah, scene. I thought that was a pussy move. That was not cool. No, I that one bothers me more than Han. Because Han, aside from the that second where, you know, Greedo gets the drop on him, he's still the same character. The FBI in ET, yeah, it changes totally different. That's it just totally me. Changes. That's just me personally. That I, movie scares the shit out of Lily. What ET? To the point yeah. where we were in like a TGI Fridays, mm. and there was like a, like a, you know, they have their shit fucking garage sale shit yeah. up on the walls everywhere. There was like an ET lunchbox or like a Halloween uh, mask, and she had to move her seat. She couldn't look at it. Uh, that movie freaks her the fuck out. I, I can understand. I can definitely understand. Looks like a big shriveled raisin. <laughs> E.T., not really. I actually I actually liked the articulation they did on the mouth in the uh in the re-release. Okay. That was that was okay cuz it it just brought it that cuz he's there physically on the screen so he's got his weight and presence in the yeah. shot. But that just added the little bit more of realism. And I, I barely will watch E.T. as it stands just because. I know. like it, though. Oh, I, I do, saw, too. Did you see there's, Super 8? There's reasons I won't watch E.T. that I won't talk about because I'm a, I'm a man's man. Yeah, because okay, you so. cry, you pussy. Only when, he, only when he comes back from the dead. When he dies, I'm like, fuck it, alien doesn't belong here. And then he comes <laughs> back and it's like a happy, like, hey, oh, fuck. Mm. I actually, we got it. We got it for Christmas, like the year it was released on VHS. Yeah. And um, we're all sitting there watching it and everything, and he dies. And I'm like, yay. No, and I'm like, all right, I know what's going to happen, so I'm going to be all right. And then, like, the light starts to shine. And I'm, like, 10, yeah. 9, 10 years old. And I get up, and I just go in my room. It's Christmas Day. I'm sitting in my room by myself waiting for them to get on their fucking bikes. It's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> that's proud that's julie's favorite movie yeah yeah hmm. she saw that in the movie she said that was the one movie growing up that she insisted that she be brought back to the theater for time and time again yeah. which is something i mean it's so funny i think yeah. about you know my kids they see movies like like it's like sitting down watching tv oh yeah you know definitely. what i mean i mean just yeah because i work in movie theaters right. and stuff right. like that so it's very it's going to but when i was a kid going to a movie was a big fucking deal yeah it did not happen very often until my parents got divorced and my dad needed something to do with us uh, so yeah it was it was the big stuff it was the big blockbuster stuff raiders et i saw my first movie in the theater was zebra in the kitchen then i saw star wars huh um, I saw a um, double feature drive-in of Freaky Friday and Take This Job and Shove It, <laughs> which is a weird double bill when you think about that it. That is, yeah. Um, we saw Grease a bunch of times. I actually saw Grease in the theater. Yeah, I saw Grease in the theater. I liked that movie. It was all right. It's a fun little movie. Yeah. The end's a little weird. What? I love the end. When they fly off? Or is that part two? No, that's the first one. But It's weird. Why is it weird? Because the whole movie is like like this quote unquote real. 
yeah, it's stylized reality, but the end is like abstract reality. <laughs> it's because it's graduation. But it's such high. a shift. Yeah, I know. It, but when you're like 10 or 11, it's like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> Why are they fucking flying now? Most, is he going to fuck her in the sky? <laughs> most of the time, um, I went to see stuff that either I wanted to see or that my father wanted to see. Hmm. So I saw Conan. in 79, 78, 79, I saw the first Star Trek movie. Yeah, I saw that. I saw I saw the Lone Ranger. I saw the first Star Trek movie. Yeah. Um, Raiders. He dragged me to Raiders. I think I've oh, told I that dragged story my dad before. to Raiders. I had no interest because Harrison Ford was Han Solo. He wasn't this uh, yeah. dusty fucking dude in the desert. But then I loved Raiders. Dune. My father took me to see Dune when that came Dune. out. I was probably eleven or twelve years old. I saw but it fascinated Conan me. Conan the Barbarian. I would have loved to have seen that in the theater. It was really funny. I saw. What the fuck? This is a Richard Pryor movie. I think it's called Stir Crazy. Oh, where yeah, he ends okay. up going to jail. Yeah. But I believe it's that movie in the beginning where he's fucking his girlfriend, right? <laughs> and it was the first time, because I'm like 10, 11 years old when that movie comes out. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, you know, yeah. I just have a very, very basic understanding of sex, you know, right. like now. And um, <laughs> It's like that episode of Parks and Recreations. Well, how do you define pornography? <laughs> oh, it's when the penis goes in. <laughs> so, and she, like, she's, <sighs> you know, on top. And yeah. I'm thinking, huh, that's interesting. <laughs> but it's just like one of those things, like little internal dial. How the fuck does that work? Yeah, well, I yeah. guess it would. Yeah. Know. Hey, let's do this one story here, and then we'll go to break, and then I think we're... Oh, yeah, we went, I was supposed to be paying attention, but yeah, I don't have to pee. So. Did a good job, four and a half minutes. I saw. Not breaking news. This is off of Joe Blow. I think I was I was going to have this ready for last week. I'm not sure. When was this August 17th? <laughs> Disney doesn't think too highly of scripts for their blockbusters. <laughs> Neither does Michael Bay's production company. <sighs> Andy Hendrickson, chief technical officer at Disney, said last week what we all pretty much knew. Story is bullshit. <laughs> Hendrickson, who works at the studio that recently churned out Alice in Wonderland, Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides, and Tron Legacy, was speaking at the SIGGRAPH, a the computer graphics conference earlier this month. Somewhere during the course of his talk, he dropped some truth bombs on the audience. I, I saw Pirates, the, the new Pirates as well. It was okay. I'd, I'd give it like a C minus. Yeah, I'd give it about a C. It was okay. Um, people say it's all about the story. Hendrickson said, adding, when you're making temple films, bullshit. And Al Gore was not there, by the way. <laughs> this may be something that we as movie fans and critics of not very good movies can say with relative ease and frequency, but for an executive at a movie studio to admit this, that's a, that's a question there. Hendrickson didn't stop there. He went on to admit that Alice quote, isn't very good. But the visual spectacle and the casting of Johnny Depp brought people in droves. Yeah, no shit. But you know what? It was the casting of Johnny Depp that brought yes. in. And if they had... And the 3D. Well, yeah. And think about it. That's if, the movie everybody got burned on with Yeah, 3D. but I'll tell you, though. If that movie came out now, yeah. Johnny Depp or no Johnny Depp, that movie wouldn't do well because everybody's jaded on 3D. Well, we, like, yeah, we've all learned our lesson. Like, there is nothing... Like, 3D, I think, is... It doesn't fucking really well, do anything okay. let me let me get through the rest here um the casting his bottom line studios should be releasing more tent poles i'll give you a few minutes to bang your head on your desk his talk was ostensibly about digital production but he somehow veered into the weird admission 
that they don't care about scripts or story for their big budget movies. Remember, Disney shit-canned the Lone Ranger not because it had story issues, um, which from what we know about it, werewolves? Really? I didn't... Okay. It had in space, but because it cost too much money. Money, that's what it's all about. And that's all I've ever been saying. Well, yeah, that's of why, course that's it's why about studios money. It's make called stuff. show business. The sad truth here is that Hendrickson is right. Story doesn't matter because we, the audience, don't demand it. Don't demand that it matters. Alice in Wonderland did make over a billion worldwide, despite mo- most people agreeing it was pretty awful. It'll be easy to rip on Hendrickson in the strike backs below, because on Joe Blow, that's what they call yeah. their, their bottom part there. Um, but at the end of the day, he's just a guy with a calculator, some research and a fancy spreadsheet. Uh, we gave him the data. It's our fault. And that's true because it's not just Disney movies that he's looking at either. It's across the board. Right. Um, and if we keep going and we keep going to mediocre movies, I mean, this weekend is it was it was a good example. Conan made like less than ten million dollars. Really? I think so. Or ten. It was pitifully low. Well, the thing is though, there's like nothing. Everybody's there's there's nothing new. No. But, I mean, and, and the thing is, though, like, I get it because but studios want to make movies that are going to have a built-in audience. Yeah, who wants to? I mean, and what audience member wants to take a chance on a character or or a movie that could be bad? I saw another movie though recently, Point Blank. All right, it's a French movie. Okay, it went at a hundred fucking miles an hour, and it was awesome. Was it subtitled? Yeah. People won't go to subtitles. I know, but it was I, fucking I, awesome. I had a conversation with my wife today about. Um, Ponyo, I know you don't like Ponyo, but Miyazaki stuff in general, and people won't even watch, they'll watch animated American movies, but they won't watch animated foreign movies. Because some of that shit, like Ponyo was fucking terrible. No, Ponyo was good. It made no fucking sense at all. I don't understand. Did Ponyo, you, did, go! Did you, see, did you see The Little Mermaid? Yeah. Same story. Yeah, but The Little Mermaid, A, was hot. B, <laughs> she was 12. Well, she wasn't. 14. She was legal. No, she wasn't. Yes, she was. No princess in a Disney movie is legal. I need to have talks with somebody. Yes, you do. (laughs) Maybe we should break so I can pee (laughs) and ruminate on that. Yeah. They're all underage. Pocahontas. Yeah. Come on. How old was she? She's got a driver's license, right? Oh, yeah. On a horse. Yeah, on a horse. Well, with that in mind, I'm going to play this song for you.
Are you serious? Podcast. Bestofaleft.com. Linoleum knife. 35 millimeter hero. Chin stroke versus pencil. Family movie night. Bloody good horror. Skills on film radio. Night of the Living Podcast. Mail order zombie. Outside the cinema. Popcorn mafia. Perhaps you'd be interested in Glee Cast. First time caller podcast. Showshow.podomatic.com. The David Pakman Show. Hello, gentle listeners. I'm Fozzie Bear. There are a lot of podcasts out there, and it's impossible to listen to them all. That's where the Podcast Podcast comes in. On the Podcast Podcast, we have very special guests from some of the best shows on iTunes, covering everything from movies to television to literature to pop culture and politics. On the Podcast Podcast, you can listen to these guests and decide if you should check out their show or keep on moving. Find us in the iTunes store by searching for me, Fozzie Bear. That's F-O-Z-Z-I-E-B-A-R-E. All right, I'm here with Bill Byforce and Mr. Chris to tell you a little bit about Outside the Cinema. All right, Reverend Scott, take us to church. Uh, What can we expect to find from a typical show? Two hours of just random blabber. (laughs) Uh, Is there anyone's coattails you wrote in on to popularity? I'm the guy that fucking burns the coattails and then pisses on them. You review all these exploitation, (laughs) horror, comedy, cult, and often all-around terrible movies. You must have a strong driving force that keeps you going. Ego. (laughs) I don't know if I've heard you say that before. Uh, Yeah, I've been saying that for a while. Really? I have been saying that for a while. Also, I'm high on smack. Well, it's definitely working for you guys. People are coming out in droves to support you on iTunes. We just the other day got a a one-star review on iTunes. Well, that is one one star too many. (laughs) Let me tell you. The worst fucking piece of shit I've ever heard. This has been great, guys. Thanks, Scott. That was good. Oh, he's got you crying over there. I'm good for the rest of the year. Nice. That was too much. Hi, this is famous Hollywood producer, Robert Evans. You know, I've made a lot of powerful enemies during my time in Hollywood. Like the time I pushed Steve McQueen in front of a moving car on the set of The Getaway because he was macking on my lady, Allie McGraw. But I've made one great friend... A boffo friend, if you will, since I retired. It's called Show Show, and it's the best fucking movie podcast ever. It's even better than cocaine, which I would know a lot about. Visit Show Show at showshow.podomatic.com or search Show Show, all one word in the iTunes store. So from our, our movie-themed first part, we uh, I figured a Terminator song would be good. 
How about that? What is that one? I want to do this little article here. <clears throat> this I is on io9. It's uh, 10 myths about television that fans and viewers believe. I like some of their stuff. It's pretty funny. Some of it's good. Some of it is way too Yeah, like, some of it's like Yeah. Like the Clone Wars stuff that they were doing for the first season. It's like, dude, it's a fucking cartoon. Yeah, leave it at alone. Kids. You're really going to bash it that much? It's not made. I mean, yeah, I can say, oh, it's made for kids, but you know, really, it's Star Wars. It's made for everybody. But it's like, come on, like right. it's Star Wars. It's not. <laughs> it, it has no bearing on your day to day life. Well, some people it does. No, not even. I mean, even in here, <laughs> the Wookiee Holiday Special does not drag me down. It should. It's terrible. <laughs> All right, let's see. It says it's almost fall TV season, which means just one thing. It's time Easy. to start second-guessing the TV networks. All right. <laughs> Many new shows will be introduced, and most of them will die an ignominious death. Yeah, I said that right. We will all struggle to understand theories will be abandoned about. Brown coats will experience schadenfreude. The cult. You know what? Ever since Big Bang started using use that word in one episode, it's fucking everywhere. Schadenfreude? Yeah. The cold ruthlessness of the television networks will be discussed at length. So is the the, the title of the article. Ten myths about television that fans and viewers believe. Yeah. And, and, you know, Big Bang did a thing about Schrodinger's cat, and now there's fucking T-shirts all over the place where it's like, come on. Uh, But the truth is most of us are grouping, groping in the dark when it comes to understanding how these decisions get made. Here are ten myths about television that most of us buy into at times. Number one, every good show gets canceled too soon. This is clearly not true, and I'm sure we can all think of at least one show that lasted beyond its prime and kept going after it had run out of ideas. You want to name any? Um, Arrested Development. What? Wait, every good show gets canceled Did you, too Are soon. you listening? I'm sorry, I forgot. What? The, okay. Again. Every good show gets canceled too soon. This is clearly not true. I'm sure we can all think of at least one show that lasted beyond its prime and kept going after it had run out of ideas. Oh, Brady Bunch. Moonlighting. Its prime was before they hooked up. Yeah, it definitely was. But it's not that it ran out of good (laughs) ideas. It made a bad bad decision. It made a bad decision. Yeah, I would say... um, the Simpsons for a little while, but the last two seasons I've, I've actually kind of liked. That would have been okay if they canceled it after the 20th season. But the thing is, though, it's like sitcoms. Yeah. You know what? The thing is, like, certain sitcoms can just keep living on because it's people build a relationship with these people. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So, but, like, dramas and stuff like that. I mean, fuck. Look at Law & Order. was on for, like, how fucking long? <laughs> it's the same yeah. goddamn show. Yeah. All right, let me... You know, up, 10.30, let's go to court. Yeah. You know, whatever. See, it says here, uh, plenty of shows do get led to slaughter while they've still got a few good years left in them, but there's nothing sadder than a show that lurches on and on, taking its umpteenth victory Did they lap. give an example, though? And I think an article like this without examples is bullshit. That is, that there are no examples. There should, see, in there this, should be in examples. In this first there. one, there are no examples. Uh, long after a merciful network would have put it out of its misery. Sorry for the mixed metaphor. Um... Yeah, there's a lot of like crime procedural type stuff that, you know, you know what I think is one that should have quit while it was ahead was uh, 24. 24 had the diehard 
stigma uh, of really it's going to happen to him again. Well, that's you. You don't get me about that show. Hmm. All right. I watched like the first maybe two episodes of that show when they still had the clock. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I would laugh at it because does this guy not get stuck in traffic? Does this guy not take a shit? That Eat, clock is fucking sleep. wrong. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. the clock thing, and I'm there glad that they got there, rid of it. There should have been, honestly, there should have been about six episodes where he wasn't on, where he's asleep. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, let's let's move to number two. All here. the guy does is fucking drive at night. That's all I saw. That is the best time to, to get around, yeah. right? Uh, let's see. Number two, Fox is the show killer. One word, fringe. I, but Fringe is still I, on, I'm just, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's the point, because it's this is stuff that we believe that isn't true. Wait, let me read the top are you, thing. Are again. you even paying attention? Are I you am here? Pa- I'm here. Ten myths about television that fans and viewers believe. Okay, so that's a myth. Okay, so yes. that Fox, they people believe that Fox is a show killer. Right. Okay. But then it says another word, dollhouse. Look, Fox has made some infuriating decisions over the years. As Sarah Connor could tell you, Fox hadn't smeared her brains across the parking lot. Actually, that show was actually kind of boring. Because you know what? That entire show was Terminator 2 over and over and over again. Well, they, they tried to circumvent Terminator 3, which yeah. they did a good job with. I was okay Everybody with that. Anyway, um, the truth is Fox takes more chances than other networks in picking up risky high concept projects and keeping them on the air for a whole season. Even in the case of the Sarah Connor Chronicles, the show was supposed to be canceled halfway through season two, but Fox extended it for another nine episodes. Fox has given a shot to some pretty off-the-wall ideas over the years and has kept shows with dwindling audiences on the air longer than it had to. I guarantee you there's a dollar sign at the end of the reason why they kept it on for another, what does it say, nine episodes? Nine episodes, episodes, They probably already shot them. They probably had nothing else to put in there. Yeah. You know, I honestly believe if that was truly the case, then then Fox never would have let go of Futurama. They never would have because it surged back to life on Adult Swim. Right. And now Comedy Central's like ordering more seasons right. and more seasons. But anyway, um, number three, everything is more successful if it's a police procedural. But do you know why those are successful? Because there's so many of them One, where it's predictable. It's You know what it is? There is a comfort level. All right. I That's don't watch true. a lot That's of them, true. but I'll flip through channels. And I'm like, oh, look at that. Criminal Minds is on. If I catch it within the first five minutes. Where you see, yeah. Where yeah. you see the fucker dead. Yeah. Okay. Then I'm, you you know, I'm know. in. I right. mean, especially yeah. Criminal Minds, because that show's fucked up. All right. <laughs> um, but what's it, it's just because it is it's comfortable. It's not a lot of work. Although when you're watching Law and Order, hmm. And it's like on TNT or something, and they do a couple of episodes in a row. Right. I've gotten into these situations where I'll fall asleep in the middle of one. Oh, yeah. And somebody totally different is killed Yeah, and then you wake up in the middle of another one, and you're like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) It was a guy who was killed. Why is there a woman who's a victim? Yeah. And it sort of puts you in this, I don't know what's going on. I don't know where I am. I don't know why I'm yelling kind of thing. It's uh, kind of otherwise, but the thing is, there's a comfort level. Yeah. There's, you know, you know what's going to happen. Right. You know, it's just, that's right. why they're successful. And because they could just take storylines off the fucking, well, that's what they off, do. Off, off, off the news, which is great. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's and as, they don't uh, have to have a continuing story. Well, yeah. It says, this was a myth that was more current a few years ago, but you still hear it a fair bit. The truth is a lot of police procedurals fail just like a lot of other shows. And most attempts to crossbreed the crossbreed the police procedural genre with other genres like science fiction or fantasy have mostly failed. 
Just look at 11th Hour and a few other single-season attempts to do CSI with weird science or The Mentalist with weird science. Or look at 17th Precinct, which was an attempt at a magical procedural that never even made it to your screens. Police procedurals are a pretty narrow genre in terms of what works, and it's already a crowded field. You know what I would like to see? There was a fake trailer uh, for April Fool's Day for a Harry Potter TV series, or Harry Potter style TV series oh, yeah? called The Aurors. And it was the, you know, they, they hunt down yeah. dark magic users. And it would be that department. <laughs> a rural, rural Exactly. Genre. But it would be them, like, doing investigations and stuff like that. I would watch the you fuck know, out really, of that th- show. There's, uh, there's a show on, I think it's Disney or Nickelodeon called House of Anubis. And it's like these kids yeah. in a private school and there's weird shit going on. And it's actually picked up for a second season. Yeah, it looked like it had um, something original going for it, but I never started watching. Yeah, you're not missing much. Uh, number four, cable cable TV series always has cooler programming. Sorry, cable TV always has cooler programming. Sure, shows like Game of Thrones. Lately, the f- yeah. Huh? Lately, cable's been... Well, let's see what they say. Okay. Sure, shows like Game of Thrones in the first season of The Walking Dead are strong examples of big, widescreen, edgy programming that you wouldn't see on regular broadcast TV. But plenty of cable fare is just as unadventurous as broadcast TV. For every true blood, there's a Chloe King. What the fuck is that? I don't know. And broadcast networks have tried some pretty ambitious, challenging stuff like the aforementioned Sarah Connor, Kings, and Lost in its prime. I guess that would be Lost when it was on. Yeah. So... Uh, number five, the British show. Br- the British give shows a better chance. Oh, wait, well, let's back up for a second. Why do you think oh. that, like, channels like like AMC or I mean HBO and Showtime? I mean, they can basically they can swear and show tits, right? But like AMC, AMC's you can. I mean, Walking Dead had some cursing in it. That yeah, you wouldn't normally. Yeah, I mean, get. I've heard bullshit on Mad Men. Oh, and also, a uh, little zombie girl got shot in the face. Yeah, in the first ten minutes up. of the first episode. So. But I mean, it's. Why do you think that they can do stuff like that when, like, ABC can't or won't? Uh, well, because there's a difference. Isn't there a difference between broadcast and, and cable? I mean, broadcast is... Nowadays, is, though? No, but broadcast is still free to everybody. Technically, yeah. Right. But if you look around, I mean, how many fucking people have a TV that just well, the, has, the, that doesn't have cable? The people Even that, the most the, basic cable. You can get HDTV through an antenna. You could. I'm just saying. Not you can. Not a lot of people would. No, but there are people out yeah. there enough to warrant manufacturing the product. I would think that the. I don't know. What was the question? Why do you think that a channel like <clears throat> AMC can do stuff that like the big four, the other big four won't? I mean, Fox isn't even really that edgy. Well, anymore. one of them. One of them is. Um, one of them is backed by Disney, so they won't. Right. Who? Is an ABC. Well, Disney. yeah, ABC is so Disney. ABC yeah. won't do anything like that. Um, it's got to be advertisers. Probably. I mean, you you start getting complaints about shooting zombie zombie toddlers yeah. in the face, and your advertisers are going to disappear. Yeah. Just look at Glenn Beck. He shot toddlers every four shows. But they've got, I mean, like NBC owns Bravo. Yeah. So. Well, because they, they know some... where they can put the stuff. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Number five is the British give shows a better chance. Uh, I think that's... Well, let's see. Go ahead. <laughs> Gotta let me read it first. <laughs> yeah. 
Among American TV fans, there's a grass is greener feeling about British television and a feeling that the Brits do some stuff better than we do. It's true that the British approach of having shorter seasons probably pays off in terms of quality control. However, the British are just as ruthless about axing shows as we are. Just look at Outcasts, which appears to be dead in the water, or No Heroics, which was good enough to get its creator a gig writing the next Iron Man movie, or plenty of other British shows that lasted just one short season. You know what I think it is about any TV from any other country? What? It's from any other country. Yeah. So it's different. Yeah. The, uh, the sensibility, the timing, the location. I also the think... The humor. I think that the... Um, the market is different, too. I mean, mm. we've got... I mean tv channels here there's so much more competition yeah there's so much more competition but over there it's i don't know are there less channels or i think there are are, i mean i know there there used to be like you know just bbc one two three right but i think that there's but this there's got to be no there's all there's like comedy central and all that other stuff I i don't know i would be interested to hear from people from britain uh number six TV shows don't care about science. Many TV shows seem to make at least a token effort to get science right, as long as it doesn't conflict with the far more important goal of providing some silly escapist entertainment and selling some cleaning products. That's what I took away from the panel at this past Worldcon about working as a television science advisor, including Stargate Universe advisor John Scalzi. Uh, you can tell that some shows like Fringe and Eureka, to name just two, make an effort to use real science. I'm sure a lot of shows care, but there's other stuff they care more about. Oh, like freaking Bones. See, Bones is awesome. Hard science in shows is, it can be very boring. If you If you were to do a hard science fiction show in a Star Trek style, that would be yeah, would, that be, would be boring. Well, you know what ends up happening is, and you see this sometimes on CSI. Hmm. Like you'll have two people in the lab, yeah. and they're doing a procedure. Yeah. Now you would think these two people do the same fucking job, right? Okay. So, you know, it's it's kind of like here. I have this cover on this, you know, Starbucks cup, and I'm right. going to put it on here, and you're going to walk over, going, "Oh yeah, you're putting that cover on so that shit doesn't fall out of the top of it." You know, which is so fucking obvious. You know, it's it's like it's like they're they're in the they end up sort of explaining what they're doing to each other, yeah. which is retarded. It'd be like me like coming up. It's into a lazy exposition. Booth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like oh oh hey yeah you're gonna put this gas in here and make the freaking fingerprints appear and yeah that's awesome that's great and everything but you know what i've been doing the same job as you have i don't know why the fuck you're tall you're telling exactly. me about this i would stab you you know yes yeah, seriously it's yeah. like oh you're making the loop on that projector you're making the top loop a little bit smaller so that this does uh-huh. it's just like yeah okay yeah yeah why are you now you're starting to life? piss me off now yeah <laughs> no seriously but like i don't consider star wars has science fiction elements but it's fantasy star trek is fantasy. Yeah. It's a little more science fiction-y than Star Wars is. But I can't think of you know you know what's a science fiction movie? As as close as I can think of off the top of my two thousand one is a science fiction movie. Yeah. That's that's there's not too many others. Maybe running silent running, 
Um, cool Runnings. Cool Runnings is fantasy. <laughs> Black people in the snow. <laughs> That's so silly. No, actually, that was Does very snow, that was very moving. I like the, the end snow of that melt movie. faster. Weird. It depends. It depends if they bring coffee with them. I guess. One of them was named Sanka. You see the joke there? Yeah, got yeah. It. Okay, Thanks. moving um, on. Number seven. I like Eureka though. I really do. But that's the problem. That's that has actual like real science terms and shit in it. And even though Felicia Day is on, in this season of it, it's still gonna get canceled. Yeah, because they said it was. Um, let's see. Number seven. You should watch a show live if you want it to stay on the air. I disagree with that. Uh, this is only a myth if you're not a Nielsen household. Look around the room where you watch TV. Do you see a box with a bunch of buttons on it to record your TV viewing habits? If you don't, then it doesn't matter what you watch or when because the networks and advisors have no way of knowing. See, I thought they could tell now with with cable with the way it is. And stuff. Yeah. I, I would. I think. I would. Th- I would think. I would naturally assume. And if they don't, they they should figure out how. They should still. They should be able to know what I'm recording. Yeah. I would think that they would know. Not what necessarily I'm attached to your name, but it's like, oh, okay, in this three town or three city area. Yeah. This dude's recording. Yeah. Twenty five thousand people recorded Cake, lost cupcake wars. Yeah. I thought that was what they were doing. <laughs> Uh, let's see. And then they'd be able to know when I watched it, did I blow through the commercials? Oh, that part, I don't, I don't, I don't want them to know because I do. I always do. They know everybody does. Uh, let's see. The networks and advisors have no way of knowing. There's a household somewhere else where someone who is supposed to represent you statistically is recording their TV viewing and that person's television consumption will count as your vote. I would like to meet the person who represents me statistically. Me too, because I don't think. That, see, do you really think there is somebody that could go? I would just from, be curious like, to see, like from what my household watches. Right, we go from uh, Bubble Guppies to Ponyo to Thundercats to Return of the Living Dead over to Drop Dead Diva that my wife watches. Like, there's no statistical right. family that's like my family. Or your family. I would love to meet my statistical representative. Everybody's total viewing habits differ from everybody else's. I guarantee you for every two shows that we watch the same, there's 10 that, that in the past or yeah. whatever. I mean, that, we just, in us don't. talking, I mean, you you know that there's, I mean, there's shit that I watch that you will not watch. Yeah. Weeds, and, um, oh, yeah. And, and it's just... Eventually, you know what? I would watch Weeds before Californication. I just don't like David Duchovny that much. He's so funny in that show. I know, but it's like Jennifer Aniston. I never watched Friends. I don't like any of those people, except Courtney Cox. She was okay. I like her. Uh, Let's see. Number eight. Time-shifted viewings ought to count as much as live viewings. When Wow. Dog's pissed. When we talked to people who studied TV ratings, it became pretty clear that there's a lot of debate over how to monetize people who don't watch TV live. Here's the thing. Television is not really free, even if it's on a major broadcast network. You pay for these TV shows by watching ads. Okay, so it doesn't cost you anything. Right. Except your time. Your time. Right. Uh, And everybody knows that DVR viewers skip over ads. Damn skipping. (laughs) And people who watch shows via Hulu and other streaming services apparently generate a tiny fraction of the revenue that live TV viewers generate. DVD sales help in some cases if the network is also the production studio. 
So when you hear people say that less than a million people watched Caprica live, but tons watched it later via DVR, that still means less than a million people saw the ads that ran with Caprica. Well, you know what that means to me? Advertisers have to figure out a different way to advertise. Right. And if it's if it's a blurb at the bottom of the of the of the show, like you know how they advertise the next show coming up yeah. with like a character walking on the side, if a fucking Clorox bug popped up in the bottom for a minute, we'd get used to it really fucking fast. TVs are big enough now where it doesn't take up that much space. Well, I think that it um I read somewhere that knowing that people blow through their like blow through commercials I, I think I read the same thing they're like producing commercials that still even when you're going through them really fast yep it's still the way they're produced and the images that end up still being visible yeah it's look still at, look at, the perfect example impact. are the target ads where you have yeah. the bullseye logo in the center of the screen for and the entire a bunch of other ad shit going on. and all other stuff that you subliminally catch like oh uh, bathing suits and sunscreen yeah. and shovels and pails and you know they sell food now and stuff like all the stuff it's, you need when you're burying a body on the beach exactly and lie and um, duct yeah. tape it's like it's the max headroom at blipverts it's 30 yeah. seconds of commercials condensed into five seconds now and, and you get the same impact you just don't get the shitty old navy music right um <laughs> what was I gonna say? now i've noticed well, one of the and 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 there's a part of me that likes to think that they do it on purpose on a show like Big Bang. Yeah, um, I will blow through the ads, and then right. when I start to see like that little coming back thing where yep. they do this quick little like you know the sciency thing oh, swirling, yeah. Yeah. you know, I'll and you know I'll I'll hit the button right. and I'm right back into the episode. Yes, I like to think yeah. that they put that there. So they, so that we know, hey, stop blowing through the ads. The show's back. Right, right. Because with uh, the Comcast DVR, it jumps back maybe five to eight seconds from it. it you push the button, and then it has to realize, oh shit, you push the button. Yeah. I have to play. So it I takes, don't even think it's five days. I think I get like two or three. And yeah, but it jumps. It it jumps to the point when you push the button. Yeah. So that's it's got to be. I mean, that thing's yeah. like one or two seconds long. Right. You're blowing so through it, it. And it it's, works. It's a it second, works. you bang. And yeah. 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 Um, let's see. So number nine is um, sets are being torn down. Means a bubble show is either canceled or renewed. What? I don't know. Sets can get torn down for all sorts of reasons, including just that these particular sets are no longer needed. Or that they're being put into storage during the long break between filming sessions. Or it can mean that the production company is going to build a humongous... That was lightning, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's been doing that for a couple oh, minutes. I just caught that. A little while. Um, well, we'll see if we finish the episode. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, Peabody's got a good uh, local power plant. Uh, or it can mean the production company is going to build a humongous bonfire using all of the sets in which your favorite scenes happened. <laughs> that's funny. On which they will light your dreams and wishes ablaze, <laughs> leaving nothing but bitter ashes. But it's hard to tell from the outside. Yeah, that's that's something. It's like you can never judge what's yeah, going on. Yeah, you never on. know what's going to happen. Maybe they're Just, revamping the sets. Yeah. Maybe they got black mold on them. Maybe there was murder. Maybe. Dun, dun, dun. And fan campaigns, this is number 10, fan campaigns make a huge difference. There have been a few huge success stories in fan campaigns, including the original Star Trek campaign and the Jericho peanut mailing campaign. 
All of those sandwich-eating Chuck fans made a big impression too, but fan campaigns for bubble shows often seem to make no difference whatsoever, and networks will only renew a show if they really believe it makes sense financially to keep it on the air. And conversely, networks don't cancel shows because they hate them or because they hate us. They're running a business, and if the cape isn't moving enough donuts, then it's out. And we never get to find out the truth about Summerglow's supervillain dad. I just like her bum. That's a that's I like that point. That's good. They should have mentioned Family Guy because that I think is the that's different. That's not that was not what that is. That's not a fan campaign. That was just people buying the DVDs. Buy, yeah, that was money. That was pure yeah. consumerism driving that decision. So. The dollar spoke. Yeah. I think that actually. That's right. It wasn't going on while the show was still on. Right. It was going on afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. And Futurama, the same thing. That's why Adult Swim picked it up. That's why Cartoon Network did it, because the DVD sales were through the fucking roof. So, yeah. Hey, I think it's time for another break. Yeah, it is, because I have to pee. Holy shit. Wow. We're We're not even going to get to news this week, are we? (laughs) Hold on a second here, and I will play this. Play this. There we go. I never thought I'd miss you half as much as I do. And I never thought I'd feel this way the way I feel about you. Every night, every day I know that it's you I need To take the blues away It must be love, love and love It must be love, love and love Nothing more, nothing less Love is the best What can you expect when you download and listen to an episode of the Inside Outcast? Pretty much anything. Okay, what I think when I first hear of Pitchfork is the painting American Gothic by Grant Wood. So yeah, truthiness. It has the appearance of being true without any fact behind it, (laughs) you know? You know, there's some techniques we might be able to use to help you feng shui-wise. Well, I'll try anything. Yes. A mountain made out of mashed potatoes. In Jeet Kune Do, Bruce removed all the traditional posturing from his Wing Chun and incorporated the freestyle boxing that he knew and throws from Jiu Jitsu, kicks from Taekwondo, and concepts from Tai Chi Chuan. It becomes even more evident in Aliens when they first find the last survivor and her chest burster comes out right then. Mm-hmm. And when they torch it and it falls over, it's just like a penis deflating. <laughs> <laughs> the Inside Outcast is a couple of goths discussing everything under the moon. We cover so many different topics that iTunes has no idea how to categorize us. Find us on iTunes or through geekplanetonline.com. Like us on Facebook. And follow us on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash Inside Outcast. The Inside Outcast, where geek meets goth. Hey, 
Hey fans, it's Ken Forey. Just want to tell you about Mail Order Zombie. Great company. They review zombie films, any zombie film, every zombie film. And it's uh, something you should tune into. So if you get a chance, go to the website, look these guys up, Mail Order Zombie, and find out what the hot zombie films are today. What's going on? These guys are right on the, the cutting edge of, of reviewing zombie movies. And if you're a zombie, or you want to be a zombie, or you're thinking about being a zombie, or your mom's a zombie, your dad's a zombie, your damn mother-in-law's a zombie, tune in to Mail Order Zombie, baby. You'll find out what's going on. Ken Forey, and that's out. Episode of Night of the Living Podcast. Is Andy home? Oh, me so sorry. He in the hole right now. You follow me. Oh, Andy's room smells kind of weird. Yeah, really strange. He left his computer on over here, too. Hey, guys, why do you think Andy might have this mask of human skin? That's weird. Maybe you guys know why there's this machete in the corner. This computer's just knife enthusiast websites in American apparel. Oh, wait, there's another website here. Palaver.com. Palaver. Okay, Palaver. Whatever, I Palaver. think... Yeah, he's definitely got the serial killer board up right under uh, Night of the Living podcast discussions. Oh, Jesus. Uh, maybe we should get the hell maybe out of here. Maybe we should go. Yeah, I think we should. Hey, guys. You ready to record? <laughs> If you're a fan of horror films, you should check out Night of the Living Podcast at NOTLP.com. As soon as I wake up, every night, every day, I know that it's you I need to take the blues away. So I told you I had a question here. Okay. And it's why don't we resent Steve Jobs' wealth? Um should we? Let me let me I think this this guy's kinda dumb and doesn't get it. Okay. Uh, it's Andrew Sullivan on The Dish from The Daily Beast. Okay. Um, it seems small to begrudge the great man the sum of our eager ritual offerings. So already he's sarcastic. Yeah, he's being it. a douche. So who gives a fig if he doesn't shower his billions upon worthy causes or write self-flagellating op-eds demanding to pay more in taxes? Never mind the patent thuggery, never mind the miseries of Foxcom or Con. An iPhone is a small enchanting comfort in a harsh disenchanting world. We'll make Mr. Jobs even richer if he gives us a chance. But what about the guys who get rich digging oil out of the ground so we can charge our iPhones? Stick it to them, the greedy bastards. All of which is to say, our institutions about economic desert and fair distribution are complicated. 
What here's, the fuck here's, is your point? You could say that about any rich dude. Here's fuck the thing. You. Here's the thing. What do oil companies do? They take oil out of the ground. Oil companies find shit in the ground and they they bring it up, right? right? What does Steve Jobs do? Let I mean, just fairly across the board, as fairly as we just said, oil okay. companies dig shit up um, out of the ground. I think that what Steve Jobs does is looks at what's out there. The iPod is the perfect fucking example yeah. because before the iPod, there were MP3 players. Okay, the I River. I remember there was there's, there's or the no, river, not yeah, the I some river. weird shit like that. Okay, there yeah. were lots of them. The there were real, lots of little small. That's what it was. The there were small little no name ones yeah. that you know that held like were, five songs. Yeah, or, no, or but an there were some that would, would hold you know like fifty. Those songs are the or whatever. Ones, yeah, exactly. But he looked at those and he went, "Okay, there's got to be a better way to do this." Yeah. Okay, in a more elegant way. There's got to be a better way for the user to do this. Right. Okay. So. He had that vision and he took the people that he has with him. He says, look, you know what? Let's find a better way for people to enjoy their music. That yeah. was an awesome fucking lightning. Did you see it? There. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and he, he sees what's there and he works to develop a better way for people to do it. Yeah. And, and that, but that's across the board with everything. Right, and that's exactly, and that's sort of like the 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 I think the heart and soul of of Apple. But that's 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 what I was hoping you would get to. Is he he's an inventor? He invented something with with other people. But but you know, I, I don't. But you know what? I think that I don't. I wouldn't say he's an inventor i don't think anybody he didn't invent the cell phone what he did was innovate. no but you can you, you be could, an inventor and take an existing product and make it better yeah well i'd call that i'd call that innovation i wouldn't necessarily call it invention because that for me invention well, is you know what you get a you get a spark and you create i'm gonna look thing, up the definition so we can not from, argue <laughs> a thing from a, a thing from from nothing Okay. Okay. All like right. Thomas All right. Edison. Okay, was an inventor. But didn't okay? he also take things and improve upon them? I don't know, but I know okay. that he God, invented yeah. the light bulb. Okay. So, and I think that Steve Jobs, I, I think he innovates and he he polishes and he, you know, yeah, with with a single vision of you know what, instead of it, you know, yeah, this is okay. It does what we wanted to do. It does it in a way that. You know, quite frankly, people people enjoy. That's you know, it doesn't yeah. necessarily mean that it's dumbed down. No, okay. It just well, I mean, let's but, let's but be he, fair. I, that I, the, but I, you know what? I, the OS is a dumbed down version. I don't think, but I disagree with that. I well, disagree with that. I disagree uh, that it's dumbed down. There's a difference between it being intuitive. Okay. And and no, and I'm just in general. Down. I mean, I mean, if it depends who I'm talking to, I mean, there's there's different ways to explain different things. But I just I, I don't think there's anything dumbing down about something based, being intuitive. Ba- well, based on like DOS, like the DOS operating system, right? right that that's a lot of typing commands and knowing the stuff right. like but that. But having a having a, a visual interface, I mean, yeah, you know, Windows did the, Windows does the same thing that OS 10 does. Okay. OS 10 does the same exact thing, but it does it better. Yeah. Okay. It does it with with 
you know, without any bullshit viruses. It just, and it sounds hokey. It sounds totally fanboyish and stuff like that. But I'm sorry, the shit just works. Yeah. Okay. And I know that, you know what? I'm going to sit down at my computer and it's not going to be slowed down because of viruses. I don't have to do all this other bullshit. All right. Let's sit down. Let's get away from the, from the, from the, what do you have for invention? Um, to produce or contrive something previously unknown by the use of ingenuity or imagination. Okay. So he's an inventor. See, I still disagree. Previously unknown. I just read the definition. Previously unknown. Yeah, the iPod was previously unknown. What's the the iPod the iPod is an MP is a type of MP3 player. But the Period. iPod itself was previously uh, the iPod Touch was previously unknown. But you know what though? The iPod the the iPod Touch, the iPod like they are types of certain devices that nobody a, knew about, but that you know nobody what the, had come up with. No, but there are certain there are certain aspects of those things that are new. But the device itself—it's a fucking cell phone. It's an MP3 player. Uh-huh. It's a computer. Yeah. Okay. So those things are. But the, the Mac OS was. It, it it's it was invented. They invented. That. But it was a it was a visual it was a a a, a, a graphic user interface that IBM developed. Somebody had to had to make it work, and right? And and it did work before Apple even got there. It did work. But it the, worked for IBM. It, they made it. And they, their own. they made some. They took something and they made it better. Yeah. But there's a difference between creating something from nothing and making it better. It says but previous, not, but it says it previously says unknown. They did not invent operating systems they improved upon previously existing operating systems uh, i still i still think it takes hold on let me just look down here this is just one page too by the way it also means to make up or fabricate so but i think i think that invention is is creating something that that well regardless we are way right. off the subject so, begrudge the why don't we reason why the fuck would we I don't. If anybody's successful and they're good at what they do and they they work hard at it, like, and why would I? Why would we resent that? I don't resent well, anybody. I think there's there's success. a couple of reasons why we would resent the oil companies and the banks. Just saying. See, but but there's there's a difference though. That's this is, what I was getting. This at. is. But here's the thing. Yeah. This is why don't we we resent Steve Jobs' wealth? Right. Okay. Right. That's. I don't one, resent Warren that, Buffett's that's, wealth. That's or, one individual, okay? Or, yeah. But if you take an individual, exactly. okay, an yep. individual in an oil company, yeah. okay, it's that person, that person, yes. okay? It's not the corporation. Right. That I'm makes talking $18 about, billion dollars in right. quarterly profit. I'm talking profit. about the dude who, who runs it. Would I resent someone who goes to work, works hard, and his job, yeah. his job is to take this company and- do the best that he can. Yeah. Okay. To make it profitable for the shareholders. That's his right. first fucking job. Yeah. His job is not to save the planet. Right. You know, if that's your job, go work for, you know, Captain Planet. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> but if this dude's job is to pull oil out of the ground right. and then sell it at a profit, and, you know, if some of his, if some of those choices mean that, hey, you know what? Um, this isn't the best thing for the environment. Right. That's where it's, you know, it's just like, hey, dude, that's not a cool choice. True. Okay. True. So, but I don't resent necessarily his. I, I don't resent anybody's 
anybody's wealth unless they're a douchebag and all they did was inherit it and they're like oh look at me i'm all fucking rich and i'm not doing anything nice yeah i just got my money because my dad died well you can go fuck yourself with a hammer right i don't want to hear it the client yeah yeah so but like steve jobs what what we're supposed to resent it because he doesn't give it away like bill gates not yet not yet Bill gates didn't give his money away until he For quit long, right exactly and, so who and knows? quite frank, quite frankly, Steve Jobs probably isn't going to live long enough. Steve Jobs, I don't think, is going to make it to the end of the year. I think he hung in there as long as he possibly. I think he'll could. make it to the end of the year. He won't. Think... We, he will not. Uh, and okay, so Steve Jobs retired yesterday. As he didn't retire, he stepped. He stepped down from as, his position as, 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 as that position. But he's still. He's still. You know the, the he's chairman the CEO. of the board. Right. He's chairman of the board. Yeah. Okay. He's not CEO. No, he's no, he's chairman of the board. That's what yeah. I meant. Okay, and if I mean, of course, he's going to be around. I mean, if you really think that he's going to be chairman yeah. of the board and not have his dick in everything that's going on in Apple, then you're fucking crazy. I think. Please, I think it's a way for him to start pulling away from exactly. It all. And yeah. and he's got he's got. I guarantee you, iPhone five and six are probably in the fucking. You know, yeah. they're they're in. They're they're in the pipeline. Oh yeah, iPad. Well, they're two saying and, they're saying five iPad could be October. Yeah, iPad three, four, and five. You know that they've got shit that they're yeah. gonna have. You know, and Tim Cook, the guy who's replacing him. Yeah, I. He's great. I'm he's just really. I I don't know anything about the guy. Honestly, I don't. I'm not. Like this guy that wrote this article, he sounds like a self self loathing Apple fanboy. This sounds like That's a guy who's just like, like, oh, you know, hey, Steve Jobs, you, you got a shitload of money. How come you're not, you know, again, like he says, writing op-ed piece. How come you're not being Warren Buffett? How come you're not trying to, you know, destroy You know what, Warren Buffett, Warren Buffett is committed to donating 99% of his fortune upon his death. That's great. But that does. So, but you know what though, and that's great for Warren Buffett. Yeah. But sucks for his for his heirs. But but you know what though, <laughs> it also. But it doesn't mean that every other rich person out there is not giving his money away as an asshole. No, that's true. It reminds so this me. This dude of, can go fuck himself. It reminds as far me as a I'm lot concerned. of the people that that complain about. Oh, Lucas is charging, doing. You know, it's like yeah, Lucas. Uh, Lucas himself sets sits down and says, "Oh, Kmart has to charge nine ninety nine for my figures." Like, come on, are you fucking kidding me? Oh, Lucas is clamping down on people. No, it's Lucas's lawyers that are clamping down on copyright infringement. You know, it's like, that's the kind of shit that you do to protect a brand. Of course you have to protect it. Especially something like Star Trek or Star Wars or something big like that. It's... And the thing is, but I mean, to blame let, let, to blame Steve Jobs, to blame Lucas, to blame John Lasseter, to blame an individual for a company's decision... Or actions, it's like, really? But the thing, like, what is there to blame Steve Jobs for? No, okay. no, it's it's just why don't we resent his We're gonna wealth? Blame him for being rich? You know why I don't resent his wealth? Because he's a revolutionary in the tech in the field Most of technology. Definitely. He's worked I, his ass off. I my the first computer I ever learned on was an Apple IIe. Yeah, and it's been almost exclusively Apple. You know, my whole life because I learned on that. So. He's been a, his company has been a big part of my growing up and and how I how I feel about computers. I have I've had Macs for nine years now. Hmm. 
and I'll I'll never go back. But no. I liked Microsoft before. I you I, know, have no, I was I have fine no with PCs as yeah. long as the shit worked. I didn't care. Yeah, you know. But with Apple stuff, I'm just like, God damn, this is so exciting because shit just does what I need it to do. And yeah, you know, there's little shit. There's so much attention to detail. It's fucking awesome. I remember I remember seeing some people complaining about, oh my god, Lions taking so long to download. Like you're downloading an operating system, right? It's not, and, it's not a fucking app. And did you know that there was an update to Lion? No. Wait, did 10. I do 7. that? 10.7.1. I guarantee you. You know what? I guarantee you it's already there. I updated a little while ago. Yeah. But yeah. you know what, though? Once, once, a, I week, once a week, I get updates. I, um, I didn't update that. No? It pushed it itself. That's fucking oh. awesome. Well, is it though? What what did it update? What was the uh, I don't remember. What I think did it, it had fix? some security shit and <laughs> yeah, other stuff. it'll update itself. That's exactly. the security problem. But no, but, but like <laughs> No, I'm just I'm just messing. But if it's something if it's that I'm very important, do, if it's yeah. something I'm gonna go and do anyways, yeah. like why the fuck not? So why do you think he stepped down? I didn't read any of the articles. I think I mean it's, I think it's health concerns. Yeah, purely health concerns. What did he? Have? Did he have what? What pancreatic? He had pancreatic cancer? cancer. Did he beat um, that? And he survived a liver transplant. So, I mean, the dude's fucking tired. Yeah. Well, he looks it. He really yeah. does. He looks very gaunt. So it's um. So you know what? Fine. Yeah. I don't think the company's gonna. Excuse me. I don't think the company's gonna tank. I read an no. article today that said that, you know, when like European stock exchanges opened this morning, it was down like what, 5%. Was, it was down, it was down like 20 bucks, but within mm. like two hours, it came right back. Because everybody so, found out so who the this market, other guy was. Well, the markets are just like, yeah, oh, it's not really a big fucking yeah. deal. So, you know what though? Without Apple, without Lucas, you never would have had Pixar. Yeah, that's true. So without Pixar... Brad Bird wouldn't have gone anywhere but The Simpsons. We wouldn't have John Carter on Mars coming out. You know, Lasseter wouldn't have brought over all the Miyazaki stuff from Japan. Right. All, uh, animation itself never would have been revolutionized. Right. So, you can, so you can hate on Lucas. You can hate on Steve Jobs. You, you can hate, hate on, on Apple. Jobs. You know, I but, mean, they, they're talking about patents and shit like that. Fuck you. That shit's important. Yeah. Well, what is pat? Oh, I mean, let, let, there's, there's a whole, there's a whole, there's shit, a link. There's Let's a see. shitload of like back and forth in the smartphone industry. Like, oh, they patented their touchscreen. Yeah, tough. Yeah, I mean, honestly, tough. Yeah, but there's a whole, there's like tons of like patent lawsuits going back and forth among like Samsung and. Um, there was one I saw actually recently and- that said that um, they tried they try to use science fiction movies as um, a historical point of reference. Um, oh, somebody! And it was two thousand one. Yeah, Samsung was saying that. Yes. Oh, you know what? Apple didn't invent touchscreens. We it was in two thousand one, and it's yes. the biggest bunch of bullshit. No, ever. no, they were, but, except. But- it had buttons on it, actual numerical buttons that you use to key in stuff to reference data. So it's not enough of the same, I guess. Yeah, it's so, but it has worked in the past. Yeah, apparently, for shit. Well, you know what though? I mean, you use that as a jumping-off point for inspiration. Okay, yeah, you still, exactly. you still, you're there. I mean, fuck the person who invented a piece of paper can say that. Oh, that's the inspiration for a tablet. <laughs> Why? I don't think any Egyptians are going to be coming back to life. 
<laughs> saying that. Anyway, they they wouldn't be speaking in English. Uh, so, yeah, I'll miss him when he's gone. But he's still here. It's that's no. Not I mean, make any difference. I mean, whatsoever. dead. Oh yeah, he'll be dead soon. <laughs> but you know what though. You got to give him credit for wanting to make the company as good as he could and hanging in there as long as he could. Oh, yeah. as he could. And he honestly is he he is I don't I wouldn't use this term lately but he is a revolutionary. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. All right, where do you want to go? Uh this doesn't surprise me at all. No. Um that's not really let's news. See. Dick Cheney's like, memoir. Oh, fuck that. Austrian father locked daughters in room for 41 years. How about that? Sure. This is nice and grim. Why? Police investigate mentally ill daughters' claims that 80-year-old father sexually abused them during decades of captivity. How about that? Uh, That's pretty fucked up. Ready? It's got kind of a you-go ending, so. Did they kill him? Austrian police are investigating claims that a man locked up his two mentally ill daughters in a small room in their home and sexually Ooh, abused remind them. Remind me after this, I've got fucked up stories. Okay, for 41 years. Officers said the 80-year-old repeatedly raped the women between 1970 and May 2011 in St. Peter Am Hart near the Bavarian border. The alleged victims are now aged 53 and 45. A police official did not name either the suspects or the alleged victims. But they are no those they are known as those girls in that room. Yeah. Police confirmed that they were investigating after a report in uh one of the local newspapers that has more letters than my name. Oberosterreichische Nachrichten. Nachrichten. Hmm. The newspaper said the woman escaped when the father was unable to get off the floor after the older daughter pushed him over when he last tried to rape her. Good. Yeah. Good. The police official said the 80-year-old suspect was free pending an investigation and possible charges because there was no danger of him fleeing. Well, fucker can't get off the floor. (laughs) Exactly. The state broadcaster ORF said the claims were only recently revealed because the two alleged victims did not tell anybody about them for weeks after their escape. It said the suspect was now in a care home, hopefully getting raped every day. Um, right, suspect? Okay, good. Because <laughs> that would be terrible if I just wish that on the victims. I know. <laughs> the allegations evoke the case of Joseph Fritzi. An Austrian who imprisoned his daughter in a windowless cellar for 24 years and repeatedly raped her, fathering seven, oh, fathering her seven children. Fritzi was sentenced to a life imprisonment two years ago. Imprisonment, not imprisonment. <laughs> two years ago for that crime and for responsibility in the death of one of the children. So the question here is, what the fuck is going on in Austria? I have no idea. Oh, you want to hear my fucked up story? Yes, yes. I actually go um, ahead. I'm gonna say that I um, took these from um, uh, one of the Kevin Smith things oh, that, okay. I, that I looked. Okay. But they're like fucked up animal attack stories. But they're like true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, couple together for like nine years. Okay. Uh huh. They finally get married. They go on their honeymoon. They're there for like nine or ten days. Right. Dude gets eaten by a shark. Wow dead isn't that fucked up that is so what does that tell you folks don't go in the water don't get married oh next thing (laughs) this um 
this girl and her stepfather were like in the woods they're like russians and um so i guess a bear a mother bear attacked the dude killed the dude okay yeah that looks so much better killed the dude and then chased down the girl the girl's on the phone with her mother while she's getting like eaten and killed by the bear oh how fucked up is that <sighs> how fucked up? and then like you know what happens when like call waiting beeps in oh jesus do you that's, take that call? That's terrible. It's a job interview. That's te- oh come on. I know. How come you didn't answer the phone? Oh, because I was listening to my daughter get eaten by a bear. Look, if you don't want the fucking job, you, you, <laughs> you just say just so. Say you don't want the job. <laughs> don't have to be a dick about it. <laughs> oh man, that's that's disgusting. I know. I'm a that terrible was... person. But how? No, fucked no, not up what is that? not what you were saying. Uh, that's awful. All right, what do you got there? I saw some about Star Wars and history. Um. Oh yeah. What is? Go this? to that one. Uh, studying how Star Wars mind history. It's for a new book. Oh. Uh, the events in Star Wars, the opening credits reveal, happened a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, but did similar events happen before? It was on a Tuesday. In case you've been living under a rock. No. That is the question posed by Star Wars and History, a book planned for 2013 by publisher John Wiley and Sons. In an email posted in June, Nancy Reagan, uh, with an I, um, a history, it's I-R-E, no, a history professor at Pace University and Janice Lytle, an associate professor of history of Laurentine, Laurentine University in Ontario, asked their peers to submit essays that explore the parallels between world history and Star Wars history. Yeah, that's cool. For example, their note to the historians of slavery sought essays where historical examples of slavery were detailed to inform an exploration of how slavery was depicted in Star Wars. Well, it really wasn't. But it says, uh, you know, the persistence of slavery on Tatooine and how these parallels provided historical models for the Star Wars universe. I think that's probably the shittiest example they could have used slavery? for this article. Yeah. Yeah, there was really nothing. There, you, yeah, a little bit the, of in the, Jabba. In the backstory, you get a little bit about the Wookiees. Yeah, but you never really see anything. No, like it that. wasn't it wasn't like the, you know, the easy comparison of, you know, Nazi Germany right. to the empire. Um, the professors have worked on other books for Wiley about the historical models within the Oh, are you fucking kidding me? Twilight series, the Harry Potter series. You know what? I'd go Harry Potter. What fucking historical models are there in Twilight? That that one time that that girl passed somebody a note in gym class? It must have been. It's not history. Well, I, 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 I don't know. I'm just saying. Maybe that was their warm-up book. What? You're going to do vampires and werewolves are kind of like Arabs and Israelis? No, I, I, think, I, think, I think honestly to, to you know play the other side, you have to look at the whole story because there's... I can't do that. I know. Neither can I. But I know that there's like secret societies and stuff that that start to come in later on in the series blah I, blah blah i know i don't it doesn't bother I don't, i'm not gonna be a twilight hater because honestly i don't care enough to get mad about it so um but what separates this book is that it's being done in cooperation with george lucas and they actually put the creator of star wars because if you read an article about star wars you probably know who he is. Yeah, I would say. Although it would be interesting to see if anybody went 
Lucas George. Luke. Oh, it well, it tells us who he is. Right doesn't here. he have a talk show on TBS right yeah, after Conan? Just, isn't that crazy? George Lucas is a history buff, and his fascination with history greatly influenced the plot and themes explored. This is boring. Yeah. Well, it's in the New York Times. We know this shit. I'll get the book because the book might be okay, but reading about it yeah. is fucking terrible. Everybody knows that it was a lot of shit taken from movies mixed with a lot of shit that happened in real life. It's allegorical. Oh, Al. <laughs> Teen charged in plot to blow up Freedom High School. The one and only time I can honestly say, why do you hate Freedom? Wow, I know, huh? Uh, yeah, I've been holding on to this one. That's fucked up. It, the kid looks like Zach Efron. Why does Zach Efron want to blow up that Guatemalan that's his father. player? That's, a, that's weird. Uh. Uh, in Tampa. Oh, it's in Florida. Of course it's in Florida. It was either that or South you know why Carolina it's not in or Florida? Texas. Because, it, because he couldn't make it to Texas. <laughs> a plot to create a disaster at Freedom High School with, quote, more casualties than were suffered at Columbine, that's in quotes, was set to begin at 5 a.m. Tuesday, just hours before the school was set to open for the year. But the teenager didn't want to get up. He's like, ah, oh, <laughs> fuck it. I'm going to sleep in. In a manifesto, police say they found in his home Jared Michael Kano. Kano with a C. Sounds not like K- a Nickelodeon star. Or a Mortal Kombat character. I know, huh? <laughs> 17 wrote out a minute-by-minute plan to kill... Two school officials and at least 30 students, Tampa Police Chief Jane Castor If he's so meticulous, did he name the 30 students? Oh, I don't know. Because if he's not going to have that kind of focus and detail. I know, we need commitment. He's just a fucking poser. The plan was more than the delusional dreamings of a teenager. The chief said at a news conference Wednesday morning, Kano's writings included detailed drawings of the school with terrible terrible proportion and perspective I'm sure that, and seriously and the drawings probably had dead people with x's for closed <laughs> eyes kano's writings included detailed drawings of the school and when police searched his family's apartment they made a chilling discovery bomb making materials including fuel fuses and shrapnel shrapnel and timers you know what i'd like to know though huh? where does a 17 year old get shrapnel i mean like do you go like I need? Well, a, can I get a half a pound of shrapnel? Well, what we learned um, with the uh, nails, Atlanta Olympic bombing, yeah, you yeah. just you just strap a shitload of nails to a pipe bomb and you get a shrapnel pipe bomb. So uh, I don't know why the dogs are barking; they never fucking bark. I'm gonna have to go out there and yell at her for a second. Um, do we know that there's like some like a it's a house invasion now? <laughs> no, they would have taken care of the dogs by now. If that door opens, though, I expect you to beat the shit out of whatever comes through it. Yeah, get right on that. <laughs> As you slide to the other side of the room. It's his house. Kill me. Do me the favor. Uh, the material, said Caster, could have been used to make a device powerful enough to kill. She said Kano wrote that he wanted to surpass the fatalities of Columbine High School in Colorado, where 13 students were killed. Had he been successful, it would have been a catastrophic event, the likes of which the city of Tampa has never seen. Um devil's advocate here yeah goals goal setting well okay planning really would have mattered was it would be his time management skills yeah most definitely i mean (laughs) setting goals yeah okay um just getting materials yeah i mean i think different than steve jobs well if if this was a job interview i think he would say his biggest weakness was writing all this shit down Yes, yes. I mean, this 
<laughs> just some stuff, dude. You just don't fucking write down. Kano appeared to have been acting alone, but police are continuing to investigate and want to develop a timeline to see whether anyone else knew about the plot, Caster said. Alexander Kano III said he woke up Wednesday morning to see his son on the news. I don't know what he did, Alexander said. I have no so idea. I went back to bed. I have no idea what's going on with him, but he needs help. He needs some serious help. We really? all that's the thing. What's he going to smack him in the head? What's the matter with you? We we all go to have, your room. We all have our devils. But Is that he, what he said? But he apparently has lots of devils. My son was having a bad day. Alexander Kano, 52 of Tampa, said he hadn't had contact with his son in five to seven years. Doesn't know. Maybe that would have prevented this from happening. He said he went to juvenile assessment center, but he wasn't allowed to see him. That's my son, Alexander said. I love him more than anything in the world, and I'm going to see what I can do to help him. I'm going to do the best for him. I love him. You know what? That's such bullshit. You know, you haven't you know seen him in pissed. five to seven years. You know years. he's embarrassed. All yeah. this shit. He's bullshit. He's scared and everything. Yeah. Just once, I'd like someone to be like honest when they say, hey, look, you know what? My kid's a fucking psycho, and he was going to kill people, and I'm embarrassed, and I'm ashamed, and I, I fucked up as a parent. Okay? <laughs> I don't know if I love my son anymore. Yeah. You know? This kid is fucking nuts. I that think- he, That I- came him out of me is just a fucking disaster i i if i could uncome this kid i would <laughs> i wonder now having kids i wonder if there's anything that they could do that's so terrible that would make me just completely disown them you know aside from being gay well yeah <laughs> <laughs> was awesome. that's fucking terrible isn't it how can you hate somebody for that but I that's know. that's neither here nor there it could be over there upstairs, but they're three years old. So, um, you know, the, you hear, I just, I, I thought about this a little while ago, right? You hear so many horrible stories about kids coming out to their fathers, right? And because the mothers are generally accepting no matter yeah. what, generally, except for that one that we saw that drove her, her, her daughter to suicide, yeah. who then should have killed herself. Uh, but the Bible doesn't allow that. Um, I picture if either of my daughters ever had to tell me that, they would be like, it would be difficult for them. Yeah. Right? And they'd say, um, you know, Dad, um, I, I like girls. I'd say, I like girls too. I'm gay. All right. Uh, you want a pizza? Yeah. And that's all it would be. Because I don't give a shit. Dad, I'm a lesbian. No, I like I having sex with girls. I, oh, my God. I do too. <laughs> I don't mean that to sound crass or, or bad or anything, but it would be like, you know... Yeah. Hey, I bought a new book. It's like I know who you are. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I appreciate the fact that you tell, but I would hope that you know I'll be mature enough at the time where it will be. I want it to be a relief if if and if either of them ever have anything like that they think I would react badly to. I, I want to. I want to be able to just, just react like, to look, it, dude. I just. Hey, I just want you to be great. happy. Yeah. Just want you to be happy. Yeah. Yeah. Men are bastards. Oh, absolutely. You're better off. Except my son call. Except my son call. He's the shit. <laughs> All right. So that's enough of that. Let's see what we got. Want to move over to Texas? <laughs> Texas's weird teen vampire. You know what's great about this? <laughs> they put weird in little quotation marks yeah okay like as if to suggest what? one that weird is kind of a weird way to describe him 
and two, that maybe perhaps there's a normal teen vampire <laughs> running around Texas. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with people? Lyle Monroe Bensley, 19, was arrested in his boxer shorts after he allegedly broke into the Galveston, Texas home of a randomly chosen single woman, growled and hissed at her, dragged her down the hall, and tried to bite her on the neck. She escaped and was given refuge in a neighbor's car. But when the police arrested Bensley a short <laughs> the time later... The neighbor was in the house. She's just like, no, help me, help me. You know, just... Um, Here's my keys. <laughs> just just go in the car, because um, I don't need that shit on my rug. Yeah. When the police arrested Bensley a short time later, he told them he was a 500-year-old vampire. He was begging us to restrain him because he didn't want to kill us, said Galveston officer Daniel Erickson. Now... This kid is either batshit crazy, excuse the pun, or a fucking genius. Yeah. He said he needed to feed. Oh, there's a video. Yes, there is. Oh, come on. It's pretty clear Bensley, quote, has watched too many of those Twilight movies, because you saw the picture of him, like, he looks like a Twilight yeah. guy. No. He looks like he, um, he looks like he's out of the Jersey Shore. That's the funniest thing to me. oh god play the video uh, hold on or possibly overdosed on hbo's true blood i honestly i am glad that they mentioned true blood in this because i think twilight sometimes in the weird crap like this twilight yeah. may get a bad rap because you know twilight gets too much press for vampire shit true yeah. Blood is so much better why else would this apparently sober undrugged teenager go all vampire on a woman much less the cops but i'd like to know also why they don't mention things like i don't know blackula or <laughs> what was uh that leslie nielsen one uh dracula dead and loving it there you go how come yeah. they don't reference that maybe he watched too much of i don't know dracula maybe dead maybe it. once bitten with jim carrey there you go all right here we go Let's see what we got Galveston police say this man, Lyle Bensley, barged into a woman's oceanfront apartment on Seawall Boulevard in Galveston and started attacking her. He claimed to be a vampire. <laughs> uh, he got inside and grabbed her. He was hissing at her and growling at her and uh, did attempt to bite her uh, on, on the back of the neck. Uh, he then grabbed her and started to drag her out of the apartment. When that was occurring, that's when she was able to make her escape. <laughs> Police say Bensley picked his victim at random early this morning and used his foot to kick in the front door, cracking the door frame. Minutes after the attack, Bensley dragged his victim down this hallway, but she got away according to police. Damien Gassaway helped her escape. When you saw the victim after she was attacked, what did you think? I, I, I felt so bad, sir. I mean, she was nervous. She didn't know what was going on or whatever. I didn't know what was going on. I was scared. I was still sleeping in the morning. I was still half asleep, sir. When officers showed up to the apartment complex, the arrest report indicates Bensley was spotted standing in the parking lot, wearing nothing but a pair of boxer shorts. <laughs> you embarrassing little fucker. Seriously. Wait, early morning? He's a shitty vampire he if he's really out during is. the day. What the fuck, people? Really? <sighs> so guess what? Uh, who is this, this fucking... Who, who is that, really? Yeah, I know. Who Actually, is, we, but... need to, we need to do this first. Vishnu sent us this link. Uh, Chabot Town Hall camera ban. Um, let's see. Um, I had an article to go along with this, but this is, a, this is a Republican that has banned cameras from his town hall meetings. Oh, that's illegal. 
Yeah. A group because they just have a particular issue. Let's uh, see what we got here. It's just their family, you know, or, or something personal, so they don't necessarily want to want to talk in front of a large group. Or maybe we didn't get to your question, so we're we're happy to toss with you uh, then afterwards. So I'll stick around and just kind of make a line up here, and I'll I'll just I'll stay until uh, the last person is satisfied that we've had an opportunity uh, to talk. And my staff will be up here also if it's a constituent issue uh, to take down. Uh, whatever that uh, particular thing is. Okay, so let me uh, uh, get into kind of a congressional update. What's happening uh, in Washington? Uh, I'm confused. What are we looking at here? Important issues. Um, obviously, the oh, economy. I see. The security uh, guards trying to take John's camera away. Uh, yeah. High unemployment rate uh, has to be one of the uh, largest uh, problems that we have in our country uh, today. The economy. People are taking pictures of him trying sweet. to do it. I know. Um, we have. Uh, Unemployment that right now is 9.2%, uh, um, which is most unfortunate. I would argue that that rate is really not. Uh, if you look at the true unemployment rate, it's a lot higher. Well, she's standing up to them. Good. At, uh, for example, people that have uh, given up uh, looking for a job. We're not even quite behind yet. Fuck that! It's a public forum. Well, we have two comments on our uh, on our Facebook page. Um, let's see what the first one is here. I gotta click on the link there. Uh, Vishnu says guns don't kill people, cameras do. Well, yeah, if you throw them at somebody. Yeah, they kill careers. And John says you shouldn't be able to bring cameras to a town hall meeting. And you should have to pay to go to one. <laughs> what, do you think these people work for you or something? <laughs> <laughs> I am on uh, the... Um, man. I am on my town's cable advisory committee. Oh, yeah. We have our first meeting on... Tuesday and um, one of the things that we have to learn about is like meeting rules and shit like that for because oh, really? we we film the um you know the town oh yes and stuff like that so yes I have to get this um this whole big like seminar thing I have to go to uh, but I'm kind of psyched about it because I could start you know I have access to equipment and right right I could start programming shit nice. the Frank show yeah. Now the motherfucker dance. Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right, you want to you want to hear this video? Sure. Caught on tape. Bank of America's director of public policy tells Rick Perry, "We'll help you out." Now we can't talk. It's ten seconds long, but you can hear it. Okay. But you watch how he tells him that. Okay. Bank of America, we will help you out. Now, it'll end in a second here. Did you see how oh, yeah. how covertly, oh, yeah. quietly that was? It was it was almost like it was um, totally sneaky. The eagle roosts at midnight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's almost like third stall. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! They're not in South Carolina or Minnesota. Uh, it says uh, a top Bank of America executive was caught on camera yesterday whispering to Governor Rick Perry, "Bank of America will help you out," as you guys just heard. As the GOP presidential candidate attended New Hampshire's Politics and Eggs Breakfast, the executive has been identified by the financial website Zero Hedge. I read that wrong. I totally skipped over the punctuation. Uh, as James Mahoney, director of public policy for the bank. Dude, we just want to refinance his mortgage. That's all, we're, <laughs> that's all I was talking about. Mahoney is on the board of directors for the New England Council, the sponsors of the Politics and Eggs Breakfast. So we watched that. But far from being just a regional banker, Mahoney is a key national executive. In a statement about the incident, bank spokesman Lawrence DeRita told Politico the only, quote, help Mahoney was offering was nonpartisan policy expertise. 
bullshit. Yeah, bullshit. Dorita said Mahoney does policy and not lobbying for the bank. That doesn't mean he can't pass exactly. a message along. Um, this unsolicited reinsurance from a top Bank of America emissary comes just days after Perry appeared to publicly threaten the chairman of the Federal Reserve, Ben Bernanke. Over the years, Governor Perry has benefited greatly from Bank America's financial support, and it appears that largesse will continue as he seeks the presidency on a platform of, coincidentally enough, bank deregulation. His gubernatorial campaigns have received $125,900 from Bank of America's PAC and executives since 2003. During the 2010 cycle alone, Perry's campaigns received $30,160 from the bank's PAC and executives. But to run for governor is a lot less than for president. So you can yeah, you can exactly. effectively multiply that by 10. Um, according to Texans for Public Justice, they all have cowboy boots, dusters, hats, and, and lassos, I imagine. Bank of America has also given generously to Republican Governors Association, which Perry led until recently and just happens to be his largest donor, contributing $4 million between 2001 and 2010. It's no mystery why banking executives are rushing to give Perry their support. Of all the GOP candidates, Perry is the most fervently opposed to banking regulation. Uh, in his book, Fed Up, Perry expresses the extreme view that all banking regulation and consumer financial protection is what, Frank? Bullshit unconstitutional oh yeah that's right right i just sorry yeah. i forgot my cue. that's fine you were checking your mail thing <laughs> like we practiced that cue or something know, right huh? <laughs> we, that's we the, didn't that's the closest thing to a bit that we've ever done i know huh bank of america has been we don't a, do a bit unless scott writes one for us no kidding huh but then we do a good job I no think. we're awesome bank of america has been in a world of financial trouble recently with its stock down more than 50 percent since january as it faces a growing wave of mortgage litigation, in recent weeks it has been engaged in the corporate version of a yard sale. Nice. <laughs> the bank announces today that it will be cutting at least 10,000 jobs, laying off 3,500 workers this quarter alone. That sucks. Um, until now, Mitt Romney has been the candidate with the most backing from Wall Street. Uh, let's see. I like this one because it, it just gets a visceral reaction from me. New Hampshire sponsor of minimum wage restriction law. Young people are not worth the minimum. Nice. State Representative Carol McGuire. She guess, looks like someone I would just want to push down a flight of stairs. Guess, guess what party she's from. She's the Republican. Yes. This year, newly elected Republicans in the New Hampshire legislature pushed a bill to restrict the state's minimum wage law to the lowest federally mandated amount. The bill, backed by GOP leadership, was vetoed by Governor John Lynch, a Democrat, <gasps> but still passed by an override vote in both chambers. That's fucked up. New Hampshire will continue to have the federal minimum wage, which is seven twenty-five an hour, a $15,000 salary for a full-time worker. Like, is there an age thing? No, it's just minimum wage. See, the thing is, though, well, let's let's get a little further into this. State Rep. Carol McGuire, the Bitch. sponsor of the law, still believes the federal minimum wage is too high. In a statement to her, it doesn't matter if you think it's too high. That's what it is. What the fuck is she thinking? In a statement to reporters, she said she would like to repeal all minimum wage laws and have corporations pay workers whatever rate they desire. She also said the 725 minimum is overly generous to young people who are, quote, not worth the minimum. I don't know if that's a link. Maybe that links to a video 
with his lip. Oh, I'd love to hear this video. Uh, nope, it's just Tell you one thing. If she's smart, she shouldn't uh, answer her door on Halloween or ever. <laughs> she should look under the car before what she starts. What the fuck is wrong with her? It's very discriminatory, particularly for young people. They're not worth the minimum, she said. She believes there are young people who would get a job if they could be paid $5 an hour instead of the minimum. You know when I got paid $5 an hour? I think I got $5 an hour in 1989 or 88, probably, 86 yeah, probably like maybe. 86 or 88. In I the remember, first movie theater I was in, and that was five fifty an hour. Yeah, I remember You know when I first made five in the mid-80s. It was like, woohoo. Yeah. McGuire's accusation that young people are, quote, not worth the minimum is a slap into the face to the youth around the country who work minimum jobs to support their families, save for college, or are forced to survive without the privileges of inherited wealth or their parents' income. Uh, I have another point to add to that, but we'll see if they actually hit that here. Moreover, McGuire's drive for the lowest possible wages further depresses economic recovery. Economists agree that increasing the minimum wage is a direct stimulus for the stagnant economy that improves the standard of living among low-wage earners. Moreover, even the current minimum wage is historically low when adjusted for inflation. In the 60s, the rate was over $9 an hour in 2006 dollars. Now, here's the thing, too. With unemployment the way it is, people are taking whatever jobs they can. So repealing the minimum wage law in New Hampshire would not just hurt young people, it would hurt anyone looking for a job. Exactly. Because... You know, if I didn't get the job at the museum, I would uh, I would have picked up a second job doing retail work or whatever. Yeah. And if I was in New Hampshire, I'd be getting five dollars an hour. Fuck that! With my management experience, really five dollars an hour? Yeah. I wouldn't. I I don't know if it's worth the money to drive. I mean, seriously, to fill your tank at five dollars yeah. an hour, you would have to work ten hours. Yeah. And I just, I just, I mean, this is coming from a oh, woman no. who clearly uh, has a. Two dollar haircut. You'd probably have to work fourteen or fifteen hours with taxes taken out. Yeah. And there's there's you're basically paying you're working to drive to work. I can't That's fucking what you're believe doing. that people like they're represent like this is the Republican she's Party. Certainly not gonna get reelected. But people are fucking stupid and she might. It's ridiculous. <sighs> Republicans to oppose tax, cut, tax cuts for working people. Why don't we do tax? Let's let's oppose tax cuts on non-working people. I Can just, we do that? You know what? Just really, tax cuts have become the panacea of. Did I say that right? I think so. All right, of conservative economic thinking. But curiously, the AP reports pub, Republicans. <laughs> there's that word again. Are now lining up to raise taxes on nearly half of all Americans. In his radio address this weekend, President Obama called for an extension to the payroll tax holiday he signed into law last year, which benefits every working American, lowering the 6.2% tax that funds Social Security to 4.2%. The tax cut will expire in January, and many of the same Republican lawmakers who fought tooth and nail to preserve the Bush tax cuts for the wealthy are, of course, now coming out against an extension of the payroll tax holiday. Why? Because it doesn't benefit them. The same reason she wants to get rid of that. Why Social Security payroll taxes mainly benefit middle and working class Americans as the tax only applies to the first $106,800 of a worker's wages. Thus, no matter how much money someone makes, they will see a maximum benefit of $2,136 from the holiday. A pittance 
compared to the savings for the wealthy from the Bush income tax cuts. Republicans claim these cuts for lower income earners will do less to stimulate the economy than cuts for the wealthy or employers. Here's a quote. It's always a net positive to let taxpayers keep more of what they earn, says Republican Jeb Henserling. I'm sorry. If your name is Jeb, you are a fucking redneck. A Republican from what state? Probably Texas. Texas. And I can't see that far. No, but it's Jeb. It was either Florida or Texas, wasn't it? But not all tax relief is created equal for the purposes of helping to get the economy moving again. Henserling, the House House's fourth-ranking Republican, is right. Some tax cuts do more than others to, quote, get the economy moving again. He just has it backwards about which cuts do that. Tax cuts for the wealthy, such as those in the Bush tax cut, are the single least effective way to spur the economy and reduce unemployment, according to the nonpartisan Congressional Budget Office, because wealthy Americans were more likely to save their money than spend it. But we knew that. Do you we, know what I want the next that. and the next cool internet thing to be? Huh. All right, this is what I want. In stories like this, public figures, politicians and stuff like this, politicians who should be able to get feedback. I think you should be able to read an article like this. Yeah. Okay? And using voice recognition technology, yeah. you should be able to say Representative Jeb Hersling, whatever the fuck his name is. Hermesling? Henserling. Okay. Representative Jeb Henserling. And then it would kind of like pull up a window where you say, and then you would just say, you are a dumb fucking ass monkey. All right. <laughs> and it sends it And to then him. it just sends it to him like, like to his cell phone. He right. just gets a text message or yeah. a voicemail. Yeah. All right. Or maybe it's like a like an like a file to his email. Yeah. So he opens it, and and you know it can come from me because you log into the computer and stuff. Right, right. I'll even say Frank Hauser, you know, independent from Massachusetts. Yeah. Oh, you're looking at the computer like it's gonna happen, Frank. <laughs> Frank thinks. Why I'm is a, this not working yet? Frank thinks I'm a fuckwad and an ass monkey. All right, Frank. Thank you for your support. <laughs> you dumb fucking ass monkey. I just, I just, you know, that's the next yeah. internet thing I want. I want voice recognition directly to these motherfuckers. I just don't yeah. fucking get, do they hear themselves? They don't you care. Know? They don't care. Ever since corporations became people, they don't give a shit. Their I money's just, coming just, from like, corporations. How do, you, how do you like, not even look in the mirror, but how do you listen to what you say? Yeah. I mean, all of these should be like, oh, this is a quote. Okay. And, you know, be honest about it. You know, a quote by Jeb, while he stifled laughter, not really believing that these words were coming out of his mouth, you know, it's like break the fourth wall and go, can you believe this shit I'm saying? This shit gets me elected by these dumb fucking Bible pounded rednecks who live in my neighborhood. Yeah. (laughs) Fucking crazy, huh? People eat this shit up. (laughs) I'm going to go get my cock sucked by some little Cuban boy who's not supposed to be in the country. (laughs) All right, but I have a, I have a. Um, Did I just say cock sucked by some Cuban boy who's not supposed to be here? Yes, just checking. Yeah, an alien Gonzalez reference. I like that. I like that. Republican corporate chairman on whether tax cuts for the rich create jobs. That's so baloney. Bullshit. Bullshit. I imagine. Bullshit. But see, this is a smart Republican. I think. Earlier this okay, month, but he's a Republican corporate chairman. He's not worried about getting reelected to anything. True. So he can actually <laughs> tell the truth. Exactly. 
Earlier this month, billionaire investor Warren Buffett wrote in a New York Times op-ed that Congress has been coddling the super rich and called for higher taxes on millionaires and billionaires. While the poor and middle class fight for us in Afghanistan, and while most Americans struggle to make ends meet, we ends you know what meet. though I, you know what even I'm sorry, go ahead. We mega rich continue to get our extraordinary tax breaks. He wrote, "My friends and I have been coddled long enough by a billionaire-friendly Congress. It's time for our government to get serious about shared sacrifice." Okay, then quite frankly, Warren Buffett, write a fucking billion-dollar check. Yeah, but would that would that help? I don't I know. Mean, would it help? You know, put your money where your mouth is. Well, he wants to. Check, he wants to, but he wants everybody to pay their fair share. I understand. I'm that. all for that. Uh, several Republicans have scoffed at Buffett's proposal because they're idiots, including the multimillionaire Mitt Romney, who is actually tearing down a house he owns while he's running for president so he can make it four times bigger than what it is. Yeah. Way to stay in touch. However, in an interview with Fox 4 News, multimillionaire Henry Bloch, co-founder and chairman emeritus of the tax preparation company H&R Bloch, which is spelled differently than his last name, and a registered Republican said that the wealthy have a debt to this country. They can afford to pay, and they should. I want to read that again. I like that. The wealthy have a debt to this country. They can afford to pay it, and they should. Because honestly, this country is what made them wealthy. Yeah. He added that Republicans push to protect tax breaks for millionaires in order to promote job creation. It's baloney. (laughs) We have a video. I want to hear how he says this. Ready? Yeah. All right. He is a multimillionaire, a tax expert, and a registered Republican. He's the co-founder of H&R Block, who says it is time to raise taxes on the rich. And today, Henry Block of Kansas City sat down for an exclusive interview with Fox 4's Rob Lowe about the issue. Tell Rob Lowe? Rob. Wow. Well, Phil, as a registered Republican, Henry Block's oh. view puts him at odds with many in his party, including all of the GOP presidential candidates. But like Warren Buffett, he says it's time for the rich to admit they're getting off too easy. Henry Block co-founded the nation's largest tax preparation firm, Kansas City-based H&R Block. He thinks he knows a thing or two about taxes. Well, a little bit. I've been in it all my life. Now 89, Henry Block says it's time to share his view that the wealthy pay too little in taxes and get too much credit for job creation. Baloney. Rich people don't create jobs. Companies create jobs. The longtime Republican says politics, not public policy, is why lawmakers won't raise taxes on the rich. Warren Buffett said uh, right now Congress coddles the rich. Do you agree? Absolutely. As a tax expert and millionaire, he says the rich can hide money in trusts or with their kids and says the rates they pay should make the middle class furious. You probably pay a higher rate than I do. And how is that? And, and, and yet my income is probably many times what yours is. All of his money Fucking comes from peasant. investments, well, which are taxed honest, right? at lower right. rates <laughs> compared to most people whose income taxes are based on their salary. The wealthy have a debt to this country, and they can afford to pay it, and they should. Congress on both sides tries to coddle the super rich. UMKC economics professor Bill Black says historically the wealthy have never had it better. Taxes for the super rich are again around one-fifth to one-sixth of what they once were. Polls find the majority of Americans support raising taxes on the rich as a way to reduce our debt. 
people that have more money should be paying more in taxes. They've had the opportunities. They have been, been given more chances. They've been given um, a better education nine times out of ten. The fact that we're even asking the question really speaks to the problem. It should have already been standard. Hmm. Well, well, of course, there are many wealthy and non-wealthy who disagree with Henry Block and say it's foolish to raise taxes in a bad economy. It's a debate that could shape the next election. Rob Lowe, Fox 4 News, working for you. But who is it a bad economy for? Is it a bad economy for the guy that founded H&R Block or the people running ExxonMobil, or is it a bad economy for people like us? Yeah, it's a bad economy for me. Mm. Block is not alone in the GOP in agreeing with Buffett's op-ed. Last week, Representative Jeff Fortenberry, no relation to Hoyt Fortenberry, Mm. uh, a Republican from Nebraska said Buffett is right that loopholes in the tax code, quote, skew in favor of the ultra-wealthy ultra-wealthy corporations and overseas overseas aristocracy. I think, I, honestly, I think a lot of shit may come to light. People, uh, if, if people are starting to talk now, people will continue to talk, I think. And What was that 9-11 thing? Oh, it was, oh, fuck, I closed it. Um, <laughs> somebody's going to do a, a 9-11 documentary thing. Let me see. Um, nope, that's a minimum right. wage thing. Um, I have no problem, honestly, with I was just wondering what the- paying my fair share of taxes. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get it back here. I'll open it back up. Ah, oh, come on. Don't worry about it. Oh well. I'm sure, plenty of other stuff to talk about. Oh, I'm, I'm sure we will. Um, so let me close this window because I don't want to. I don't want to read that one. That one's yeah. depressing. This one. Doesn't surprise me. Another dumb <laughs> fucking guy. Anti-gay. Yeah. I mean, come on, guys. Really? I don't, well, let's read the whole thing. Nobody knows oh what the hell you're talking about. Oh, my God. I just... Anti-gay Indiana state rep solicited 18-year-old boy on Craigslist. Oh, no shit. Indiana state rep Philip Hinkle, Republican, is embroiled in controversy after the Indianapolis Star discovered emails... <clears throat> appearing to solicit the paid company of a young man sent from Hinkle's publicly listed email address. What a dumb motherfucker. In response to an M4M forum, that's a letter M, number four, letter M forum. Mail for mail. And I'm just making sure everybody knows what I'm talking about. Post, Hinkle emailed the man named Cameron Gibson. K-A-M-E-R-Y-N. Okay. I just thought that was weird. And offered him $80 cash with a tip of 50 or $60 for a really good time. That's in quotes. In mm-hmm. the hours he proposed spending together at the local Marriott. I'm sure Marriott's thrilled to be oh mentioned. God. Gibson, whose ad lists him as 20 years old, but is actually 18, said he met Hinkle at the hotel and tried to leave when Hinkle said he was a state politician. The star writes... He said the lawmaker at first told him he could not leave, grabbed him in the rear, exposed himself to the young man, and later gave him an iPad, BlackBerry cell phone, and $100 cash to keep quiet. We should have given him an an iPhone. Then he would have kept quiet. My God. (laughs) The BlackBerry contained all of the emails between the young man and Hinkle. I don't know why I have to say it that way, but I do. In one, Hinkle (laughs) gives a physical description. I am an in-shape married professional 5'8", fit 170 pounds, and love getting and staying naked. Because <laughs> there's a picture of him right He's there. He's so pasty. 
The police report. He's like a melting. John you know what Slattery. he reminds me of? He reminds me of when you make mashed potatoes and you don't put enough milk in it. And then you drop some. <laughs> That's him on the floor. No police report has been filed, but spokesman for Hinkle said that a shakedown had taken place and did not deny that the emails had been sent by Hinkle. Hinkle. <laughs> Peter Nugent. <laughs> Tinkle's lawyer. known brother, but excellent lawyer. Asked that everyone respect the privacy of the family at this time <laughs> while the matter is being investigated. But he wanted to put his penis in a boy. And pay him for it. Yeah. According to Project Vote Smart, Hinkle is fucked. <laughs> Hinkle is against same-sex marriage and carries the endorsement of the National Rifle Association. Well, you know, he wanted to rifle this boy, oh, not marry him. Hinkle, 64, has been in state legislature since 2000 and co-authored a bill to create a license plate inscribed with In, in God, God We, we Trust. trust. As opposed to in boy we thrust. Oh, wow. Like that? Scott's going to love that. I know, huh? Indiana has no openly gay state legislatures. Well, they didn't. (laughs) Provides no legal rights for LGBT people. Hinkle and others recently voted to pass a constitutional amendment to ban same-sex marriage and civil unions. But made it okay to pay 18-year-olds to suck them dry. Well, because being a hypocrite is perfectly fine in politics. The emails between Gibson and Hinkle contain no direct mention of sex acts, and Gibson said that they didn't have sex in Indiana prostitution. I just wanted a good time. I thought maybe I could have a companion, maybe go down to Applebee's. Right, maybe 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 have some potato skins. Yeah. In Indiana, prostitution... He wanted his fucking foreskin is what he wanted. <laughs> in Indiana, prostitution is defined as an agreement between two people to have sex for money. Basically, when the penis goes in. Yes. Megan Gibson, Cameron's sister, came to pick him up at the hotel after Hinkle thrust the bribes upon Gibson. Nice Put choice the of words. in your I ass. Like that. I like that. Now walk. <laughs> She said that that reminds me. There was, that. there was a there was a, I'll get back to this in a second. But there there was um, an episode of Community where they were doing um, Abed's college bucket list there, uh-huh. and um, Troy and Abed were pledging a Ferrari, and they they and Troy says uh, Abed says, yeah, and uh, we're we're pledging, and they're hazing us, so we have to carry a pretzel around in our butt cheeks. Oh yeah, I remember. And this. Troy says, yeah, and I was stupid and put mustard on mine. <laughs> Uh, uh, let's see. She said that he had spoke to Hinkle's wife on the Blackberry and told her her husband was gay. Hinkle's wife offered her $10,000 to keep quiet. Take the money and run. But that's an admission of guilt, isn't it? Later, Hinkle, I gotta say it again, Hinkle, because I missed that one, uh, himself called the phone and Megan Gibson told him that she'd spoken to his wife and said he was gay. This is great. You've ruined me. The lawmaker said, no, your dick ruined you, dumbass. I just, you know what? I'm all for, for one thing, I think prostitution should be legal. Whatever. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, nothing that this guy did, aside from being a hypocrite, yeah. is 
quote unquote. I mean, yeah, sure, prostitution is currently illegal. But there was but no sex what? act. But there was no but whatever. You know what it is? It's like just don't be a fucking hypocrite. I mean, yeah. my God, I said this before about some other priest guy or something like that. Could you be more of a fucking cliche? You yeah. pasty old white anti gay motherfucker looking for a dick in your mouth? Any, Come on. I think I think anytime someone comes out and is so abhorrently against any kind of 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 homosexual equality, a gay person needs to hug them and tell them it's okay, you, and you, then you, they can come out of the closet. But you know what I think happens? I think that they go, "I hate the gays, and dicks are not yummy, and I um, <laughs> don't want to." Um, well, maybe I should try it. You know, it's because you, you know what? I, I can't say a movie's bad unless I've watched it. So I'm gonna <laughs> suck a dick. Like just to prove to Jesus myself how disgusting Christ. it is. Yes, exactly. This is terrible. Well, you know what? I I haven't had that dick. <laughs> Maybe I should have another one it's, just to make sure. It's not the uh, smell. This does this milk smell bad? It does. It's not like that. No, it's um. You know. You know what? You know what? Third time's a charm. You know, maybe this time I suck a dick, I won't like it, and then I won't be a hypocrite. Maybe this time, as I'm sucking one dick, I should have someone mounting me from the rear, because I really need to know what I'm hating. It's amazing how you can wear leather chaps underneath your suit when you go and vote against gay marriage. My life is filled with irony. Oh, man. Can you imagine trying to live two separate lives? I mean, fucking Batman can't even do that shit. <sighs> I don't know. I don't get it. I really just don't fucking get it. Isn't it just obvious to everybody? Like, Michelle Bachman's husband. Dude's gay. Well, you know what it is? Like, it used to, you know, there was some comedian who said, oh, you know what? It's like, you know, sort of one in, you know, one in three or something like that. So if you're standing there with two other people and the person <laughs> to your right isn't gay and the person to your left isn't gay, then you are. Okay. <laughs> but it's, but it's almost kind of like, hey, wait a minute. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a white Republican who's happily married and I'm like between the ages of 45 and 70. What do you mean? I haven't sucked a cock yet. <laughs> what is wrong with me? Get me that guy on the upper right. <laughs> oh, I want to fuck his gap tooth face. That's what I want to do. What the fuck? Wow. Oh, man. Scott's wow. like you sure laughing his ass off. Wow. I'm trying to remember Fucking what website that, that 9-11 thing was on. Oh, don't worry about it. I mean, yeah, there's going to be a thing. Oh, here it is. Okay. I, knew, I knew it was one of these sites. You know what? I want to. I want to say, huh. um, of the people who died on nine eleven, yes, who are the heroes, in your opinion? Because when you hear about, oh, you know, we want to honor the heroes who died on nine eleven, who are those heroes? I would say the heroes are the people that ran into the buildings as they were falling down. Okay, so anybody sitting in an airplane. You know what? Nine, so, flight, you, flight 93? Yes. They, they tried. Yes, yeah. They, but they we tried. know they did. We know they did. Right, exactly. But, yes. but just the unfortunate, and please don't get me wrong, I feel terrible for anybody sitting in one of those planes seeing they're about to crash into a fucking building, hmm. okay? I wouldn't wish that on a but do fucking... But do you think the two World Trade Tower planes knew 
Do you think the people in those planes knew what was going to happen? I don't know, but in that because it's been it's been but it's been ten years, and I don't I don't remember. Well, like I don't know. The phone they're calls and there. stuff I'm, where it they, was. You're just standing there, and they like box cutted stewardesses and shit. So you know that. Yeah, but you know up, what? Up until this that is not going to be a good day. But up until that point, it's like okay, they're going to get. You know, the flight's going to go to Iran or something like that. It was a hijacking. But it wasn't my a my point mission. is that that dude sitting in the chair. Yeah. They're a victim, right? Yes. They're not a hero. No. Okay. No, because I think dude in, in order office, to be a hero, don't you have to do something heroic? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I, this is this is this is this sounds terrible on on a base level. The what what we're talking about right yes, now, exactly. it definitely does. But I think to call the people in the towers hero kind of cheapens the word. I think it when does. you when you use it for the first responders. And the people that are now dying because of the shit they inhaled right. from the from the site. Oh hell yeah! Anybody think, anybody who ran into those towers while a thousand people are running out of them, yeah. running up the fucking stairs, and they didn't make it out, hero. Do you do you think that it's a way for people to cope with the massive amount of people that died there by by referring to them differently? I don't know. I don't know. I think what it does is it sort of elevates the whole. It's a touchy the subject. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't. I, I really hope people didn't just like shut their iPods off and go fuck these idiots. Yeah. No. 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 I just. I, I, I feel terrible for the victims and I feel terrible for the heroes. But there are two separate groups of people who I died. Think so yeah. Okay. I just want to make that clear because it sort of grinds me a little bit when you hear about you know when they're lumped together. Right. Because and again, I'm not trying to take away from from the victim. No, I know I know what you're saying. I mean, saying, and, but but I the thing is, though, saying. a victim makes it seem like they were passive, blah blah blah. That you know, and it's unfortunate. But I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's just that I just hear it. You know what? There were heroes in the towers, though. There yeah, really definitely. were. Um, but there were victims who looked up from their desk and saw an airplane coming at them, and. The the first tower, I think, the people that the people that died in the impact are victims. The people that helped other people get out of the building, yeah, okay. Now that I'm thinking a little more about it, the people that survived, I think you could, you could do that because everybody more or less helped people get out of the okay, building. I'll give you that. But the people that died instantly in the first with the first plane i even think I with think the second one because you don't know a second one is coming because you know all those people went to their windows and went hey look a fucking plane just i'm, I'm gonna there. tell you if i'm in a building and the building next to me gets a plane driven into it i'm leaving yeah you can fire me i don't no, give but, a shit i'm, I'm leaving though, work but here's the thing though it's <laughs> like given the time yeah. i mean now we know get the fuck out of no, here no i personally though like you remember with the exploit well that was after yeah because way, it's just yeah. like you know I'm gonna look and 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 I because but I, I at think, the time the first one went in no one thought it was a terrorist you thought it's like oh shit a fucking plane flew into the towers like, I and would it sounds I like would an accident. I would fear for you know the buildings I, I would fear for the proximity of it fire whatever because there's not much I mean there's huge whipping winds between that would probably prevent fire from crossing well, yeah. from one to the other plus they're concrete and glass but I just I had thought about that i don't think i'd be comfortable like if a bill if, if a building i'm in like if if at work if that building catches fire on one end of the building 
Yeah, well, I'm that's still going to leave. But that, yeah, but that's the same building. But in well, that situation, but that yeah. situation ten years ago, you know, a, a plane runs in. You don't know it's a terrorist attack. It's not as though you are familiar with the idea of a terrorist attack because we never had. You know, we didn't right. really have one before. Nothing like that. No, like, not there's a, more not, of. A, not, I think that there's not more since of a, Pearl Harbor. I think that there's more of a curiosity factor than there is a worried about an attack factor at that point yeah 10 years ago it's it's now, tough it's tough now it's like you see that happening you're in the fucking stairwell and well, we you're thought just, we thought when the chemical explosion happened in danvers we thought a plane hit the mall most definitely and then we're like okay. wait people they're gonna attack the, the mall in danvers people thought the earthquake the other day was oh, a fucking terrorist don't get attack. me started on the fucking mild vibration that happened well here it was mild i mean my sister felt it when in virginia oh down there is different that was yeah. that was closer no but here um, i mean people felt it like computer things got thrown off of desks <laughs> no seriously i, was, I saw a no, news I report you know people lost monitors and um it says online here uh hero definition is a man uh of distinguished courage or ability admired for his brave deeds and noble qualities a person could who, be a woman too right that is true a person a man, who no it says manly woman that's what it <laughs> So Hillary Swank? Yes. A person who, in the opinion of others, has heroic qualities or has performed a heroic act and is regarded as a model or ideal. Uh, the principal male character in a story, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Or a sandwich. Seriously. Yeah. Seriously, that's what it says. Um, I would be interested to to know people's ideas. It's, it's, it's a touchy subject, and I, sometimes I think we raise these things on purpose just to get feedback and, and get people talking yeah um oh wait look at but look at this this story about the 9-11 documentary right well i just i just i just want to like close it up a little bit and say that you know i am totally open to what other people will say if if somebody can tell me why you know the people that that died in the initial impact of the first plane should be heroes they I should definitely think... be remembered as, but as victims, not as heroes. But I think if they're remembered as victims, I think it puts more weight on the loss of life. I think so. For and them, I think that it's, But the th I think, though, it, I think that victim has a negative connotation because it makes it sound passive. It whereas, was. But, whereas but they a were, hero is, you know, is, is... Well, we would like to think that, they, that, that everybody stood up and went, oh, hell no, this is not going to happen to me. But, it, it didn't. No. Except for Flight 93. As far as we know. I, I mean, right. I was going to do some more research, and I figured we would talk about 9-11 yeah, closer to, to the date. Yeah, I'm sure we will. <laughs> but, anyway. This I don't know. fucking stupid thing here. News Corp set, News Corp set to air 9-11 documentary glorifying Bush. Producer says he's not interested in facts. Oh, much <laughs> like Bush himself. And Fox News. Uh, after spending over a decade promoting President Bush, I figure you're too far away to read that. Yeah. I, okay. Uh, the Patriot Act and the Iraq War, Ru Ru Rupert Murdoch's News Corporation Rural appears Juror. to be up to the same tricks, this time with an hour-long promotional video about Bush's leadership during the 9-11 attacks. Not after, during. Oh, my God. Although News Corp is perhaps best known for its Bush cheerleading through its Fox News subsidiary, the Bush documentary is airing on another News Corp company, with a better brand image. Oh, fuck. National Geographic. They own National Geographic? Well, the TV show, anyway. Just lost some credit, in my opinion. The documentary is not aired yet, but is scheduled to come out a few days before the 10-year anniversary of the 9-11 terrorist attacks. Early? What? I'm sorry. You know what's going to bug me about nine, like the 10-year anniversary? 
okay? Everyone now is going to be all, you know, it's, it's just going to be 9-11 everywhere. Well, yeah. Like 9-11 this, 9-11 that. The only, the only thing I have to say is it took us 10 years to get started on a fucking building. Well, you know, you know what gets me, though? It's just like now it's going to be, it's just going to be in front of our faces. It's like I remember when, um, when Princess Diana died. Yeah. Literally, the first thing that went through my head was, oh, fuck, I'm going to see this on TV for a week now. <laughs> You're so callous. I'm such a douche. I know, but now everyone's going to be all, you know, it's the coins, American, the ads the for coins, the stuff, the ads, the, and everybody the, has to jerk off in red, white, and blue, and blah blah blah. It's like, come on, folks, you haven't talked about this in you know a year, decade, a year. <laughs> yeah, you know. But that's the, the the thing that bugs me the most is the is the the fake patriotism that comes that's what out I mean. around it, and cashing in on it like that exactly it's like what's more american than that all right fair enough the documentary is not aired yet but it's scheduled to come out a few days before the 10-year anniversary of the terrorist attacks early reviews of the program however paint bush as a hero who discarded politics and his right-wing agenda once the planes hit the towers who the fuck produces kim (laughs) jong-il The film also de- depicts Bush as a leader bent on capturing Osama bin Laden no matter what. Well, he was so intent on capturing Osama bin Laden that he lost the election to Obama. <laughs> Wait, what? Bush was so intent on catching bin Laden. Oh, I see. That I he see made saying. sure that the Republicans fielded shitty people so that Obama would get elected, therefore capture bin Laden. I just before we go on, I I need to pull this up, um, play this. Mr. President, in your speeches now, you rarely talk or mention Osama bin Laden. Why yeah. is that? Also, can you tell the American people you have any more information if you know if he is dead or alive? Mm-hmm. Final part here. Yeah. Deep in your heart, don't you truly believe that until you find out if he is dead or alive, you won't really eliminate the threat of? Well, deep in my heart, I know the man's on the run if he's alive at all. And uh, I, I uh, you know, I, who knows if he's hiding in some cave or not. Uh, we hadn't heard from him in a long time. And the idea of focusing on one person uh, is um, really uh, indicates to me people don't understand the scope of the mission. Uh, terror is bigger than one person. And uh, he, he's just, he's, he's, a, he's a person who's now been marginalized. Um, his network is uh, his host government has been destroyed. Um, he's the ultimate parasite who found weakness, exploited it, and um, uh, met his match. Uh, what he is he is, talking uh, about? Making you know, as no I mentioned sense. in my speeches, I do mention the fact that this is a fellow who is willing to commit youngsters to their death, and a he fella. himself tries to hide if, in fact, he's hiding at all. So I, I don't know where he is. Nor do, you know, I, I just don't spend that much time on him. I'll be honest with you. I, I'm, I'm more worried about making sure that our soldiers are well supplied, that the strategy is clear, that Did the coalition is that strong. Too, that when we, when was that? Speech? Six months after 9/11. Really? Six months after 9-11 uh let's see uh here's the quote it's not one of those moments where you weigh the consequences or think about the politics bush adds you decide and i made the decisions as best i could in the fog of war 
I was determined, determined to protect the country, and I was determined to find out who did it and go get them. Doesn't the fog of war apply to people in the field of yeah. combat, not sitting uh, on, on their Crawford ranch? ranch? Ah, very nice. He had a thousand vacation days or some shit like that. In reality, within hours of the 9-11 plane hijackings, Bush Defense Secretary Donald Rumsfeld began drawing up plans to launch a war in Iraq, even though there was no evidence linking Saddam Hussein to the attacks. Bush aides quickly went to work undercutting the proposed commission to study the events leading up to 9-11. And despite the growing evidence linking the terror attack with Osama bin Laden's al-Qaeda group, Bush never made bin Laden a priority, as we just heard. By January 2002, Dick Cheney told the press that bin Laden isn't that big a threat. The next month, Bush said bin Laden was not the issue. Now, okay, not the issue, but not that he just doesn't care that much about him right. anymore. So, Well, they was just trying to, you know... Let's spin away from that and let's. Well, he wanted to get bullshit. back into Iraq. He wanted to go into Iraq. He was um, for a fucking reason. Yeah. Let's see. Will producer Peter Schnall critically and accurately explain to the public Bush's actions during and after the horrific 9 11 terrorist attack? In a recent interview about the program, Schnall said that he tried not to push it too far with the former president and that he was less interested in facts than how Bush was feeling. We would only take it so far, Schnell tells Zap to it. If I had pushed it too far, he might have shut down a bit more. And my goal was to get him to talk about those four or five days. I was less interested in facts than how he was feeling. So he actually is going to interview him and talk about it, which should be fascinating how he tries to whitewash how history. How he's feeling. It's just like, oh, fuck. What well, the fuck am I going to do I now? I was tired. I was a little cold. I was hungry. I was having trouble with some of those words in that book. Yeah. Go at? Is, yeah. that, is that even a thing? <laughs> News Corp has a long and complicated relationship with the Bush administration. In addition to promoting the Bush political agenda for two terms on Fox News, former Bush aides have flocked to the corporation as employees. Bush's top strategists and spokeswoman, Carl Rove and Dana Perino, are among the many Bush admin alumni seen every day on Fox News. And, like, if that wasn't mm. the biggest fucking hint ever. Right. Uh, Bush's assistant attorney general, Viet Din, the chief architect of the Patriot Act, is an influential board member of News Corp now overseeing the investigation of the hacking scandal now embroiling yeah. the company. But if there's any doubt that News Corp isn't serious about its latest attempt at Bush hagography, hagiography, I don't know what that word is. H-A-G-I-O-graphy. Take a look at the publicity effort around the documentary. On Tuesday, Matt Dornick promoted a special viewing of the documentary on the Fishbowl DC website. Dornick is a staffer for Quinn Gillespie, News Corp's lobbying firm and public relations agency in Washington, D.C., Oh my god. I read an article too that they tried to um they tried to blame Obama for shit that happened in like two thousand six. <laughs> Unfucking believable. I hate Ben Stein, by the way. I skip over his part in Ferris Bueller now. That's how much I dislike wow. him. But I like what he said here. I'm not gonna play the whole thing because it's six minutes long, but O'Reilly's talking about Taxing the rich hurts the economy. But I, I like it when people shut down Bill O'Reilly. But he doesn't do it. O'Reilly is stubborn and he doesn't back down. He does he in the end he says, Well, I don't I don't agree with you. 
even though Stein like knows his shit politically. O'Reilly says, "All right, Mr. Stein, you know, you know that everything I said in the memo was true, and that memo um, was about tax cuts mm-hmm. and, and that kind of thing." And Stein said, "Absolutely not. Sorry, absolutely not. I would say that almost every part of it is wrong, except for the fact that it's better he's on vacation because he works terribly hard and he deserves a vacation." Talking about Obama. Yeah. So basically, Stein disagreed with O'Reilly. Fuck it, I'll just play it. <laughs> Now for Top Story Night Reaction, joining us from Salt Lake City, Wayne Rogers, an investor and entrepreneur. And from Los Angeles, economist Ben Stein, who is also an actor at times. All right, Mr. Stein. Uh, now, you know that you know that everything I said in that memo was true, correct? Absolutely not. I, I, I would say almost every part of it is wrong, <laughs> except for the fact that I think it's better if he's on vacation because he works terribly hard and he deserves a vacation. So you, you think he's a positive force in the economy then? You think President Obama is a think positive he's, I don't, force? I don't think he caused the recession. No, but no, no, now, now, now. Is he a positive force, Mr. Stock? Yes, I think he is. He I is. think that his stimulus right, in program what way? Better, in what way? It was in the stimulus program was too much and the money was not well spent but it's probably better than if he hadn't done it at all he did not cause this recession he did not cause the prolongation of the recession he is not the one causing the enormously problematical issue of the debt that was i, I gotta give it to him, him, by, there. Yeah. Up for him by george bush 43 yes he has spent too much money there's no doubt about that but why are you against tax raises on the rich oh, we'll get no to that in a moment but i just want done. to recap you think he's a positive force for the economy because even mm. though you admit he misspent the stimulus money and it didn't work. Some of it, some of it, some, some of it. Some because of it. he wasn't directly the, do- the cause of the recession. He's a po- See, I, I'm not. Let, uh, uh, see, I don't see what we'll he could have done differently. We'll get back to the cat We'll get back to the rich. Bill, I don't see what he could have done differently. All right, but I will better. tell you, Mr. Stein, but I first want to hear from Mr. Rogers. He just talks all think, over everybody. Yeah, he's an asshole. President Obama is a positive force in the American economy at this moment. I think he's a neutral force. I don't think he's a force at all. I don't think he has much control of it. I don't think he can do much about it. Um, As we have said before, you know, the ability to make law is in the Congress, not in the president's hands. Okay, but when he goes on TV, though, and he he talks about the economy, it's not. You you know what that was right there? Let me me pause this. You know what that was? O'Reilly was realizing that the that the the argument was going to go from it's the president's fault there aren't jobs to. It's the Republican Congress's fault exactly. there aren't jobs. And he just cut that off yeah, exactly. and said, no, no, no. Because you know what? The president doesn't make laws. Right. He's a fucking Bill, Re- Bill O'Reilly's an asshole. He, I can't believe how much he talks over people. Oh, yeah, he's he, rude. He does it more than I do it to you. I know. <laughs> That's a lot. That he's playing <laughs> golf? <laughs> well, I don't think it has anything to do with the, 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 whether he's playing golf or not, whether the stock market goes up or down. He doesn't control that either. He has very little influence on that. He makes innumerable speeches. And some of those, I wait. Think he's the dude wasted. from Mad. That's exactly what I was thinking. Anyone? Uh, the Congress is what does it. The budget huh. comes out of the Congress. The laws come out of the Congress. Okay. And the regulators. But there is are the a psychological. The economy, there is certainly the a. There's a psychology to this, and you both know that. All right, let's get to the tax. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? All right, there's a psychology tr- to know to this, and you both know it. Basically, he said, "Fuck your answer. I don't yeah. like it." Right. Oh my God. Right, right here. Here's a little chart, Mr. Stein. All right. So I'm not like Ferris Bueller. Bueller, I, I, I did my homework. All right, I'm in class. Nobody ever said Ferris didn't do his only, homework. There are only 
237,000 millionaires in the United States. And this is 2009, no, so there's less. 237,000 who earned a million dollars in 2008. Right. You can't, you can't tax people just sitting on their money, okay? You don't tax yes, that. Yes, you can. Well, you can tax them. You come to their house and well, say, give me money? There are t some, some states have a wealth tax, and some countries you have, have to a wealth do tax. Something. So we you we have to earn interest or something like that. All well, right, that's so. the way it is now. It's down 39% in two years because the economy has taken the wealthy and battered them around. Battered but, but them just, around. It's just so in 2007, money, before the recession all, started, yeah. Investments. Yeah. All right? the 230, the 390,000 millionaires, people earning more than a million back then, paid $309 billion in taxes. Now they pay 178. So you get more money, you get more money, the better the economy is. So you just can't Absolutely. if you take without question. Right. If you take, then you're helping the recession. You're feeding the flames. That's not of true. It. Sure it is. That isn't true. I mean, there's no correlation. Uh, I'm going to call you Mr. O'Reilly. There's no correlation, Mr. O'Reilly, between tax rates on millionaires and people above that level, billionaires, and the growth of the economy. We've had, the, we had the highest people growth. Are. Business people are going to find highest, it. They're going to take less we, money. No, no. We we had the highest growth in capital and in productivity and in the economy generally in the 40s, 50s, and 60s when we had much higher taxes than we had now. Higher taxes yeah, but there were tax dodges as you know more that. Growth. All right. Okay. Now, Mr. Rogers, do you agree? Blew him off. Do you agree that he made a point oh, yeah. more is an economic solution here? No, and I and I and I would also submit, though, that Ben is right in the following sense that the, <laughs> that there is no correlation there between taxes and the and the rich paying those taxes. The question here is not whether the rich are paying that. That's that's a sop. You want to give that away. You say, okay, we'll tax people over a million who are earning over a million dollars, right. not who have over, but who are earning over a million dollars. We'll tax them a little more. Why not give that up? What difference does it make? It's not, it's not a going to make deal. a lot of difference financially, but it would return. raise more You're revenue. Mr. Stein is right return. about that. It it would raise a lot more not, revenue. Not, not we a lot, need a every dollar. Well, it would, it would raise several tens of billions of dollars at least, and we need the revenue desperately. Look, they're talking about postponing military retirement and not giving people the but military retirement. But it would hurt the economy. So even though you, initially you would get more, the economy would go down because no, business would, not, would hire sir, fewer people the, to make up Mr. for the Riley, higher taxes. Sir, there is no correlation of raising oh, taxes that for and unemployment. There is none. There don't believe it for a second. If you can show it to me, if you excuse, can show it to excuse me, I'll eat your shoe. All right, one more. I'll let you wrap it up, I, Mr. I Rogers. Think, I, I think you're arguing about a chimerical point here. I, I don't think it matters one way or the other. It's not going to make a big difference in revenue. It's not going to make a big difference the other way. This is just a something that you can give to get what you want out of the rest of the economy. What you need to do is, okay, go ahead and tax the rich. Make everybody happy about that. So we're going to give that up, and we're going to get a lot of tax savings on the other All side. Right. We're going to get some restrictions. Very lively discussion, but I continue to believe that the federal government derives more revenue from the wealthy when the economy soars and the private marketplace needs that. incentives. An incentive raising taxes is not an incentive in the private marketplace. Gentlemen, thanks very much. We'll do it again. Oh, he's such an asshole. Unbelievable, isn't it? He's a condescending. I'm hey, not going to listen to anything. Hey, guess he's what? Saying. People can make more taxes when they make more money. Really? Yeah, you thanks, think? Bill. Fucking dumbass. He's an asshole. Oh, my God. Look at the time we've gone way over. Yeah, so what?
<laughs> the whole the whole conversation we've been having about nine eleven still is kind of bugging me because um, <sighs> yes, I don't know. It doesn't feel right. What I said doesn't feel right. What did you say? That 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 the people in the towers aren't technically heroes. I think I think now that I've been thinking about it because I I had already heard the O'Reilly thing, so I wasn't really paying attention to it except at key points okay. when I knew I had to be outraged. I think it has to be a case-by-case basis for the people in the towers. Okay. I don't know. Because obviously some people died instantly, and they're they're victims. Yes. And and some people did everything they could to stay alive, which in itself can be heroic. And yeah. And people that carried people in wheelchairs hey, down like 40 flights of stairs. I don't like care if you're running for the stairs. fucking door to the stairs, and you hold the door open for the person behind you. Yeah. You know, you took a second, you thought about that other person, before you saw you just you, know, you you fought your fight or flight exactly. instinct. So yeah, right, it's so, it's definitely yes. um but I I reject calling everybody who died in the attacks heroes. I, I think I think that's what ends up happening. Let's honor the heroes because I see these I some You know what though? Because like, you can't say, Oh, let's honor the people that died and the victims and the heroes and you, it's it's a blanket term, I think. I, but I to think to just that, make it easier for everybody. Why right? not? You, you know. You know. Why don't you? You know. Say the fallen. It still has a feeling. Well, because there's people that are alive. And okay. It's, see, that's the thing. It gets to be too much. It's there's. It's not a fucking bumper sticker. Right. Uh, see that. That's know. what it has to be. It has to fit on a magnetic ribbon that can go on your trunk. Mm. Because as 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 Bill Maher said, that's the absolute least you can do. Yeah. <sighs> Here's an article we're not going to get to today. Texas ranks dead last in total job creation, accounting for labor force growth. Big surprise. Yeah. Here's another one. Tea Partiers care more about godlier government than smaller government. Maybe we'll come back to that one next week. Mm-hmm. Um, this one we definitely will. I don't want to talk about that right now. And then we got Dick Cheney's memoir. Which God, I, who the fuck cares about that? He's well, apparently he throws everybody under the bus, which could be fucking brilliant. So uh, last break then? Yeah, and then we'll do some... All right. Just for 
Are you tired of film podcasts where the hosts exist in a constant, blissful state of agreement? I mean, the main, the main characters are two of the dullest main characters I have ever encountered in any film. Well, you're in luck. Let me introduce you to Chinstroker and Punter. One is an ex-film student with a penchant for David Lynch and hard cinema. The other is a man on the street. Listen in perplexed and horrified terror as we tear apart one film a week. Just really, it's isn't. not visually striking. No, I just just getting confirmation. It's just in That's the third time, though. I mean, am I must. This is on. You can find us at chinstrokerversuspunter.podomatic.com. So come and share the victory. If you could fuck any man in film, who would it be and why? My answer is Lance Henriksen. Oh. You, you wouldn't tell. He looks like somebody. <laughs> he looks like somebody who can keep a secret. Perhaps you'd be interested in GleeCast. You watch your tone, young lady. Hey, we're not forcing you to download the internet's best, or at least most booze-filled podcast about Glee. You want to be me. Who doesn't, Sue? But we know we can't be. Instead, Erica and Emily. Uh, Emily and Erica. Who am I? I just don't know anymore. I'd love to stay in chat, but I got a satellite interview. Sorry, we get off topic a lot. The point is, listen to GleeCast following every new episode of Glee. Plus, our sporadic bonus content on some of the greatest bad cinema that incorporates musical theater or sweet dance moves. I'm going to ask you to smell your armpits. The right or the left? That's the smell of failure. Failure smells like dove. Mine has a pleasant lady speed stick scent. Kind of makes me think of candy canes. Your resentment is delicious. Visit gleecast.potomatic.com or search for us in the iTunes store. That's gleecast with a K, part of the palaver.com family. That's P-A-L-A-V-R.com. Boy, the only thing missing from this place is a couple dozen bodies limed and rotting in shallow graves under the floorboards. We're working on that. This is Rachel on Film from the Girls on Film Radio. Are you tired of all those vegetarian or vegan podcasts? We just listened to what the Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema had to say about the Girls on Film Radio. A lot of good meat in there. There's a lot of good meat in there uh, that the girls talk about. You guys got a lot of nice meat over there at the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So there you have it. The meaty film discussion by meaty women. Listen to Girls on Film Radio. Girlsonfilm.podomatic.com. Right there. right there. Yeah. All right. So. All right. Got some email here. Hold on. Hold on. I remembered this. Hello. What have we here? This letter has to be very personal. What's that scribbly gook? This is a fan letter. Okay, fine. I'll just let it go to voicemail. 
Hey, before we really get into it, I have to um, I have to uh, uh, send a very special thank you out to Michael, who I don't, I don't want to say his last name, but it's on Facebook here. Yeah, okay. Um, we're potty training the girls. Yeah. Um, I th- I don't know if I said that on on the show last week, but I told you as to that's why I was so tired because it was the second day. Yeah. Um, they're averaging between the two of them half an accident a day. That's cool. They that's probably about what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Uh, it depends how hard you laugh yeah. or if you sneeze. Surprisingly. Um. So we're doing stickers at my mom's house when she has them. They have stickers that they put on a on a mirror, a big long mirror, so they can fill it up. And here we have. Um, we told them when they get to twenty, we'll take them. Um, out of the closet. No, that's later in life. Then we oh, go okay. get pizza. Yeah. Uh, we said when when you get to twenty, we'll take some of your money, and some of your birthday money that we've been saving up in the R two D two banks, and uh, we go to Toys R Us, and you can pick out whatever you want. So we asked them what what do they want, and they want Chitara action figures because they've been watching Thundercats so much. Chitara is one per case. Mm-hmm. She's impossible to find. <laughs> So, uh, I put it out on Facebook. I'm like, Hey, if anybody sees one of these, can you let me know? Cause you know, Erica was awesome yeah. with the Boba Fett that, that, I, that I finally that. got. That was great. So I thought, you know, I need two of them. They're one per case. Shit's never going to happen. Yeah. For it, it all yesterday with the, with the 15,000 watt bulb breaking at work after we install it and it runs for 15 minutes and I'm at work late. Normally I would have been in bed. <laughs> But before I go to bed at two thirty, three o'clock in the morning, because I got home at one, so right. I had to eat and you know fall asleep watching TV and then wake up and go to bed. <laughs> right, there's a schedule. Yeah, I check my email just just for the hell of it, just yeah. to see because you know we have listeners and stuff. I talk to people. We have all different time zones right. and stuff. So Michael sends me um, a, a notice through Facebook that Amazon has the Chitara figures for nine ninety nine. Four hours ago, they were at twenty three ninety nine from a secondary retailer. Wow! And it was said sold through Amazon, so they must have got a couple of cases yeah. or, or you know, a whole truck full of cases or whatever. So I ordered two. Cool. They're on their way here, which nice. is great. We will have them shortly after they hit twenty stickers each. But I checked the price when I woke up today. Back up twenty three ninety nine again. Wow! Just like. I cannot thank him enough. Nice. That's like awesome. seriously, that was like if I if it was Star Wars stuff that I was collecting, I never ever got it. You know, I'd get an email that says, Oh, it's in stock on HasbroToyshop.com. Right. And by the time I would get to a computer that would, you know, access it, because yeah. remember the old Liberty, oh, yeah. Liberty Tree Theaters <laughs> was yeah. like, Okay, I'm gonna inscribe my shit in this stone and then have this bird carry faster. it to the internet. Um I never I never managed to get stuff done like that but that's cool it it <sighs> unbelievable so what we're gonna do we're still gonna go to the toy store because we told them we would and yeah. they're looking forward to that and hopefully there won't be any on the shelf because <laughs> if there's one that's gonna be terrible but they've learned that if it's something they both want and there's only one we don't get it yeah thankfully i'm perfectly fine with like two sort of omens coming home though that's fine two two three-year-olds with Wonder retractable with swords. swords. That's fine. But you know what? If we tell them, if we tell them you can only 
swing it around outside. You can do the the you know the sight beyond sight. You know okay. where they look through the thing. You could do that in the house. That's fine. But you can't extend the blades in the house. You can do it outside. Yeah. I think they'll be perfectly fine oh, yeah. with that. But they both do the thunder, thunder, thunder cat's hoe, and they hold their hands up above their head. So I think I'm going to buy the fucking swords for them, whether they uh, see them or not. That's funny. <clears throat> but anyway, Michael, thank you. I cannot thank cool. you enough. And I'm going to put some pictures up when they like open the box, because <laughs> that's going to be they they they're, they're going to have fun with that. And it's nice to have um like a strong like action oriented female character because like Padme on Clone Wars and Ahsoka, yeah, it's a lot of talking. They they know Ahsoka. Yeah, but Ahsoka does some shit though. But Chitara runs. Kinda... I have to say though, thank God Chitara runs because they imitate her. And how do they imitate her? They run. <sighs> I Chitara and they run across the room and then they run back and run back and run <laughs> back and then they take a nap. That's awesome. But there's other girl characters That's they know. Funny. Like they they recognize Harley Quinn. Yeah. Like in any different outfit she's yeah. in, which I like. They like the Joker. We're going to probably be playing Arkham City together. <laughs> no, probably not. I'll probably see how it is because there's certain things in, in Arkham Asylum that I like. I will stop playing. Like if something really kind of nasty is coming I up. Think, uh, I think Christmas this year will be the 360 Christmas. Nice. Nice. I got a bunch of games you can borrow. That's what Cole and I are thinking. Yeah. I wonder if um my DVD <coughs> copier would copy... A game disc, you think? Yeah, but then if you're connected to the internet, they know. There's things. There's 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 tricks. Like I read a uh, a thing on Cracked about how game developers fuck with pirates. Yeah. And one of the things is in Arkham Asylum, the glide button that you definitely need in parts of the game where you yeah. open up the cape, it'll open the cape for a second and bring it back in and out and in yeah. so you can't get past a certain point in the game. So, yes, on the show that will be released, because I don't edit, you asked about pirating video games. No, I was just asking a question. Honestly, that's one thing that I would never consider doing. Because, I mean, they, they, the games update yeah. kind of regular people. No, what they, I'm going to probably they, do is start, then I'll just start doing Gamefly. Gamefly is perfect. I yeah. pay like 15 a month. Yeah. And, you know, and plus I have a shitload of games here. Right. Start with start with Force yeah. Unleashed. Exactly. You know? <laughs> Cole is going to get addicted to achievements. Not if I can help it. All right. (laughs) Hey, we're at three hours without the intro being on the show. Or any emails. Who cares? So what? Exactly. This one is from James, the equal opportunity dork. He writes, uh, this is concerning free stuff. Okay. Find the wealthiest, happiest city in America. Offer up free shit to anyone willing to come out and get it. Watch 100,000 people show up there, too. It is honestly symptomatic of nothing short of how eager most people are to get a handout. Um, this, I'm sure, is referring to that story we did last week about the Texas school district handing out backpacks. And yeah, stuff. that is a good point. Yeah, not um, saying shit isn't <clears throat> fucked up here in Texas, but a small city's worth of people showing up with their hands out only proves that people like free shit. Yeah. Uh, do the same promotion, but require people to do a couple of hours of community service. Uh, to get the handout, and you'll be left holding most of the stock. <laughs> I'd agree with that because people suck. Yeah, that is a um, good point. Um, but I think I think maybe maybe you could counterbalance that with the remember the free healthcare clinics they they did, uh, not last year. Maybe it was the year before, and they were overwhelmed in yeah. some cities, like people that couldn't afford to have like a cavity fixed kind of stuff. But anyway, 
He makes a definitely makes a very good point with that. James sends another one okay. called "I Hate Lawsuits." All right, that's fair. Um, I'm just putting it out there. I fucking hate lawsuits. <laughs> Want to know what's wrong with this country? Fucking lawsuits. Frivolous Law- ones, absolutely. Yeah. Lawsuits have driven a lot of good doctors to leave their practices behind and made it so becoming a surgeon in the first place is a bit of a risky proposition mm-hmm. because of the malpractice insurance brought on by, you guessed it, lawsuits. I think from uh, here on in, I'm going to preface lawsuits with fucking. Okay. Um, so you guessed it. And that's all your lawsuits. emphasis. This is my emphasis on yeah. fucking. My emphasis <laughs> has always been on fucking. Fucking lawsuits driving pre drive insurance premiums up and generally make everything worse for everyone that isn't the greedy assholes that want to sue every time they do something stupid that quote someone should have prevented from happening hmm. if you drop a if you drop hot coffee on your crotch you are a fucking moron you do not deserve to get a bonus for being a moron true that <laughs> yeah no that's a good point i bring this up in reference to the story about the lesbian woman who was justifiably angry when a store refused service on the grounds that she's gay hmm. That's wrong on every level, I agree. Go somewhere else. Publicity, uh, lambast the business, and make sure that everyone knows it's run by bigots, and then spend your money somewhere else. Don't sue. Don't force them to change your policy. Just find a place worthy of accepting your dollars. Possibly another business that also hates who you are, but just don't speak out because all they care about is your money. Is that really better? When we force bigots to keep their hatred silent through legal shenanigans, we are making the problem better. You're making them hate you in private. Signed, James. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that because if you're talking about hurting them with dollars, what's a better way to hurt them with dollars than to sue them for some of their fucking dollars? I, I can definitely see where he's coming from, but New Jersey has laws against discrimination based on sexual orientation, which now, is a lot of, people, I think, a lot of places do. Yeah, but I think that's where the lawsuit would come in yeah. because if you're going to openly violate a it civil turns right, into a criminal thing. Yes. However, if it's you know I was wearing the wrong colored shirt when I went to Sal's Pizzeria. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm different. not gonna sue. I'm just not gonna go. By the way, Angie, um, who posts a bunch of stuff on our Facebook mm-hmm. page all the time. Uh, she posted a link to their Yelp. Oh, yeah? Fucking destroyed. Nice. One and a half stars. Really? Yes. Awesome. Yeah, and honestly, I don't know how true all of them are, but a lot of people seem to have had uh, other problems with her, and now maybe they just feel comfortable coming out and saying it, or they're making shit up. All right, so. Regardless. No muff diving <laughs> in Jersey. All right. Just don't tell anybody. This one's from Ed called sesame street is so gay wait no it isn't (laughs) hey chris and frank midway through episode 156 y'all gone faith no more lately fucking epic yeah there we go another one here and like you i find the bert and ernie should get married meme to be stupid at best and harmful to a good cause at worst Mm. two things bert and ernie like all the muppets on sesame street are children they play every day with elmo and big bird who are stated on the show as being three and a half and six years old, respectively. So yeah, let's how, how, how old do you think? Oh, does he say how old do we assume Bert so and Ernie are? Let's assume they're somewhere within that age okay. range. Okay, okay. Even Mississippians would raise an eyebrow to six year olds getting married. Wow. <laughs> That's a good point. And Although, funny. I love seeing the word Mississippian. M I S S I S S I P P I N S. Two, the most tired, loudmouth argument against marriage equality or gay anything, really is that the gays want to indoctrinate our children. 
pushing for political content where it doesn't belong in mm. a children's television show actually gives the idiots ground to stand on. That's a good point. All right. One last bit, since I'm a bit of a Muppet nerd, Frank stated Disney owns Sesame Street, but that is incorrect. Part of the deal with Disney, when Disney bought the rights to the Muppets, was that Sesame Street was off the table. Well, that's uh, good. Oh, right, Children's Learned Television Workshop, right? Learn something Workshop. new every day, yeah. Which is why I never see Kermit the Frog on Sesame Street anymore. Oh. Wow, banished from the street. Huh. Um, of course, you never know it by how much Elmo merchandise is floating around these days. Elmo's is a... I hate Elmo. Elmo is incredibly useful Fucking. for a lot of children. I don't like Elmo. I know you. You hate everything. Yellow. Shut the fuck up. Well, you're not three and a half years old. No, I guess I am. All right. Wait, um, no, I guess I am. Yes, exactly. You, are you even listening? You've been listening since we started. I, um, you're going to turn right. into Ross Perot's running mate. Who am I? Why am I here? I, you know what? I have a funny story about that. Um, <laughs> Highly doubt this it. One is from, uh, this one's from Scott. Oh, are we there already? You don't want to tell the funny already. story first? No, I don't. Okay. All right. Episode 158. Go ahead and read this. Wow. That's rather confrontational. Hey, guys. Hopefully, we have no secret message this week. Just me being a regular old great guy. Here's hoping that evil voice guy cocksucker doesn't come back ever again. Peace and love, Reverend Scott. Wow. <laughs> that's not telling at all. Well, he may be really good at editing shit together out of context, but, but foreshadowing is just <laughs> yeah subtlety. No, not, just not strong suit. Not so much. All right, let's see how he can this. humiliate us this week. Hey, Ian, if you're out there, looks like I got another backer for my global warming ideas. This climate thing—it's nonsense. Man-made CO2 doesn't trap heat. It's not. It may be volcanoes. It may be sunspots. It's not getting warmer. So there you have it. The dear reverend is a genius. Scott, I commend you. Well done. Hello there, Chris and Frank. First of all, I'd like to formally apologize for last week's segment. Uh I just heard it back on the episode. I didn't know the file would be hacked, and even the original on my computer got corrupted. Weird. So unfortunately, you got to hear the only non-offensive version when you heard it off the air. Luckily, I still have the script from that segment, so I can basically redo everything for you this week. So get ready for some political ass-kissing. Uh, plus, I took a few extra precautions this week to ensure that... <laughs> Oops, I did it again. No, she didn't. Oh, yes, she did. Snap three times in a Z formation. What? Yup, I'm back, you atheist douchebags. <laughs> and just like in a new episode of True Blood, let's review what we learned last week. These atheist douchebags think that they could just kill all the prisoners. <laughs> Not to mention they want to militarize what? the airports, start school children slave labor under penalty of death, <laughs> try and make superheroes out of mutated astronauts, <laughs> and Chris killed a dude in the middle of a crowded street on YouTube. <laughs> because I felt like it. I guess the only thing we're missing from last week is some good old white boy racism. Go out and hunt black people. There we go. <laughs> Just brings up horrible yeah. racist connotations, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. And what will Chris and Frank tell the voters when confronted about that? Tell them we're Jewish. Sorry, guys, <laughs> but that's not going to work for me. But that's probably why I'm your absolute favorite evil voice guy. Who may, in fact, be the biggest fucking moron on the face of the planet. I, I honestly believe that. 
Hmm, that sounds familiar, doesn't it, Chris? Like when a mother wouldn't stop her baby from crying at one of your campaign speeches. You know why your baby's crying? Because they know you're a fucking moron. <laughs> Tell her how you really fucking feel, why don't you? Fucking douchebag. I would think you guys would want to maybe compliment your voters as opposed to calling them fucking morons. At least that seems logical to me. How dare you bring reason and logic into this discussion? There was absolutely no invitation for reason and logic, you son of a bitch. <laughs> and thank you. Maybe you're right. There's probably no reason in talking about logic and referencing your fucking campaign. This is a huge case of dickhead doesn't get it. <laughs> you're right again. I don't get it. You do. I had a lot yeah. of hot Italian sausage tonight. I <laughs> suck. <laughs> I wonder what Chris says when he sees a big hot Italian sausage. Fuck, oh. I want me some of that. I should have known. He's going to love you but this I digress. week. Those are only character flaws and moral decisions. <laughs> sure, they can tank your political career faster than Frank can rub one out. Yeah, you can't jerk off in my house. Yeah, I know. Um, anyway, that's about five minutes late. Anyway. Oh, you had to jerk off twice, huh? Exactly. But at least you guys aren't physically abusing high school kids. We pledge to beat the shit out of teenagers. <laughs> Well, shit. At least you aren't abusing your power over interns and firing them when you don't get your way. Yeah. Someone should have been available to suck my dick the minute I walked in that door. Yeah. You know, okay? you know what? And I there was it. There was no dick sucking. Oops. Well, I guess nobody's perfect, especially not openly atheist, political murdering, sausage-eating, child-beating, delusional, racist douchebags like you two. Oh, my God. Fucking douche. I swear to God. What a jackhole. You know who is as close to perfect as the voting public is going to get? Independent presidential candidate, <laughs> Reverend Scott. That's who. Oh, snap! But that's what makes you guys so great. So in closing, if you guys follow those few simple steps, you probably can't lose the presidency next year. Peace and love, guys. Yeah, fucked with funny. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, he's going to use that one, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Everything. Everything you say gets used. Giving me a huge Cleveland steamer. Feels good on my chest. Man, do I love that shit. <laughs> what a fucking cocksucker. <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right. Well, even though I think we sort of agreed and disagreed with James, though, if he's in Texas, dude, stay careful and stay cool because they've had like... What is it, 70 days we're looking at of uh, triple-digit weather? That's fucking crazy. But we're going to get a hurricane this weekend, so... Yeah, why is everybody, like, freaking out about that? I don't know. It's, it's happened before. I know. It's going to be rainy. I don't know. There was there was uh, Bob and Andrew. Weren't those the two big ones? Uh, something like that. I and it's remember. like it's like windy for 12 hours with rain, and it's really windy. And that's, you know... I am uh, uh, looking for something that I saw on Facebook. I really wish I could remember who put it because it was really <laughs> fucking funny. Okay. What was it? It's like a little play on words. Fuck, who was it? All right, well, I'll do the thing here. At the, it's uh, Are You Serious Podcast at um, gmail.com, and it's 206-338-3094. Um, I tried to scour our our uh email account as best i could and i hope i didn't miss anybody this week um i also tried to print stuff out as it came in <laughs> so yeah anything there or uh 
Um, I don't know. It was this really, it was goofy and it was groan inducing, but I thought it was pretty fucking funny. So, um, fuck. It was funny. Let me, uh, I'm just gonna look a little bit further back. So we, we, um, Thursday, right? Oh, so the question, did we, did we raise the question to the people listening, even though it's the end of the show, we probably should have done at the beginning of the show. Um, would people want a commentary episode i hope so that'd be fun like maybe for for our our, we could do it as like a a bonus episode for the two-year anniversary kind of thing yeah two year that were three year three year yeah oh yeah it's three years because it was 2008 when we started i know god damn it all the the way back then um what do you think a new hope we start with a new hope we'd have to do the special edition because that's what i got on the computer yeah that's fine um yeah, I think that would be good. Maybe we fuck. Maybe we could just do that next week. Get off the political shit altogether, and just do that. I could try to make up a special intro. Hey, I have a special intro already made up. Oh, but we got new music, so I'll have to do that. So yeah, unless anybody has any uh, huge problems with it, we're that's what we're gonna do. Sounds good. I'm in. Be a. I'd be interested to see how many people. So are we gonna? Are we gonna keep this uh, like clean episode, or are we gonna be? Um, um, I think angry and explicit. Well, no, I think that one. It'll definitely be dirty because I have a foul mouth and I'm not really good at editing my fucking <laughs> self. Um, also, I think that obviously we have reverence for the movies. Mm-hmm. Okay, we are fans. Um, but that doesn't mean that their movies are perfect. And I think that it oh, would they're be definitely fine. not. I think it would be fine for us mm. to sort of beat them up a little bit, play with them a little bit, yeah. and you know, you know, kind of go a little mystery science theater, you know, riff track on them. A yeah, little I don't bit. know how funny we could be though. I don't know. I intend to do it. That, that that's we'll my try. thing. So we'll see. So I I intend to. And you to know what? If there's shit that I would just you know, if we get a half hour into it and it just doesn't feel right, we can always say, "All right, fuck this. We'll, we'll yeah. try again later." So, but no, I so. I fully intend on making comments that on their face would seem to be you know disrespectful to the to the thing. But God knows that you know, you know, I dig it. All right. So all right. You know, I'm gonna make fun of the blue milk. Why? Because man, it's funny. Well, you know, shut the fuck up, you whiny little Luke, and drink your blue milk. My favorite, my favorite, like comment to yell out at a screening is like, it's a terrible, like, stupid joke. But it's like when Ben's leaning down, he's like, "So tell me, my friend, what brings you out this far? My fucking land speeder? What do you think I walked? Really? That's that's the best you got? That's fifteen years ago. That was the best I had. Uh, all right. Well, you got some time. Yeah, I also saw it at the Wang Theater. Does that make it funnier? You just wanted to say Wang. Yeah. Wang, wang, wang. <laughs> All right, so you didn't find your funny thing over there? I did there? not find my funny thing. All right, so next week, I guess we're doing commentary for A New Hope, which means, um, sorry, everybody, no breaks. Yep. So I say we just do it straight through? Yeah. All right. I may need a bathroom break. Well, I can keep going. All right, cool. Because pausing both and sinking in yeah, and all no, that shit, that would be a, pain a huge pain. So feel free to watch along with us. So let's let's just look at the calendar here. Uh, F12. Um, so that would be the first. That would be the first. No, I'm sorry. That Yeah, that would be the first. And then it's the eighth. And then 
The week after that is uh, the 15th, which is the day before the Blu-ray releases. Mm. So in theory, so we, we could, could actually do get the whole, three of them. Yeah, we could do the whole the original, original trilogy. trilogy. Fuck it, why don't we do that? We're sure, that sounds good. Not really news and politics anymore. Yeah, that's okay. We take a break from that shit for a while. You know. I, I honestly, I think I need it. Yeah, I really do. I think you I've know, been. I'm sick of immersed. I'm in a little it tired of just talking about you know old white Republicans looking for cock and so, Bush clones. I'm going to say that a little clearer. Old white Republicans looking for cock. Right. So you're just going to he's just going to cut an I'm, and yes, then what you said exactly. All right, everybody. So that's it. Um, I guess week. Drive I, safe. I guess what? Send your thoughts in on episode four. Yeah. And hey, anybody going back to school? Have a blast with that. Yeah. Remember, in your mouth. Exactly. Blast we got to get that Facebook page set up. Blast in your mouth Facebook page. Or is I don't know. Something? We don't. We don't really have a name for our thing. I don't know. I have to go to the bathroom. Now. Abstinence doesn't work. Is what we're going with. At this just point. don't fuck. Just don't yeah, fuck. Just but don't I don't fuck. think Facebook would smile on that fuck as a Mark group. Zuckerberg. <laughs> Zark Muckafuckerberg. All right, that's <laughs> that's it. I think we're done. Muckafuckerberg, that's funny. All right, bye. Keep your Jesus off my penis, keep your Bible off my balls, keep your prayers out of my ears and your crosses off my walls. You can keep the Virgin Mother and the Resurrection too, keep your Jesus off my penis, I'll keep my penis off of you. Well, I'm freaking sick and tired of turning on the news and seeing the religious right's ungodly fight to take our right to choose. When to marry our children, who to love and how, education and protection if we're just practicing for now. So W, look, obey a book if that's what works for you. But I don't tell you how to pray, so don't you tell me how to screw. Keep your Jesus off my penis, keep your Bible off my balls. Keep your prayers out of my ears and your crosses off my walls. You can keep the Virgin Mother and the Resurrection too. Keep your Jesus off my penis, I'll keep my penis off of you. So you're screaming bloody murder about the Taliban regime. Subjugating women and being too extreme and basing legislation on some ancient holy book. Does that sound a bit familiar? Here's a mirror, have a look! And as for the Ten Commandments, they need one more at least. Thou shalt never cover up the acts of pervert priests. Now, how'd they let that happen? Unless they just abhor us. Well, anyway, it adds another layer to the chorus. Keep your Jesus off my penis. Keep your Bible off my balls. Keep your prayers out of my ears and your crosses off my walls. You can keep the Virgin Mother in resurrection too. Keep your Jesus off my penis. I'll keep my penis off of you. So you'll execute a person and protect a single cell. But mercy killed the terminally ill and you're going straight to hell. Well, I don't know much about the word of God. 
far be it from me, but I can tell you what it ain't. Hypocristianity. Now I am not anti-Christian. Before you grab a rope, there is beauty in religion and joy, and love and hope, and we're all looking for the answer. This colossal cosmic cause, but who the fuck are you to turn your views into my laws? It's just believers in the Bible that would have abortion banned. Anti-choice agnostics, I could count them on one hand. And as for killing babies, I have but one retort. If someone raped your daughter, George, you'd beg her to abort. And if some young girl from your church shows up with child or some infection, because you taught her what a horrid sin it was to use protection, well, one day you'll face the pearly gates. And what you gonna say? When that long-haired Jewish peacenik sends your ass the other way Saying keep your Jesus off my penis Keep your Bible off my balls Keep your prayers out of my ears And your crosses off my walls Look, I've had it up to here With all the biblical you spew So keep your Jesus off my penis At least that's what I would do Keep your Jesus off my penis I'll keep my penis off of you As if you want me to I'm going to hell. <laughs> End of line.